Welcome, everybody, to episode 62 of the Bombshell Podcast. I'm your host, DK Dynamite, with our lovely co-host, Fajardi. How are you doing today, my friend? Uh, I'm doing very well. You know, it's been a very action-packed past few, past few weeks, and it's just thankful <laughs> for it all, grateful for it all, and I'm sure we're going to talk about that today. Yeah. Um, MW2, I mean, who could have guessed this, uh, especially how we were, our, our attitude on it. Going into it, it's a complete turnaround, like we said in the previous pod. But like we said, yep. in three weeks since that, we had a lot to get through. We have launch, season one marketing, yep. uh, and, a, and a whole bunch more to get through. I'm just, I'm just so, uh, I'm so excited for today. Oh, I'm absolutely! Glad to be man. back. It's good to be back, man. Like that, that Tony Stark. Yeah. Game, it's good to be back. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely been a very eventful last couple of weeks. We had a lot going on. So much content being produced. Happy to bring the podcast back. A lot to discuss here for you guys today. Uh, as an FYI, the chat box is broken. Streamlabs is not cooperating today, but that's all right. I'm not sure what happened there. It's like uh, the first time that's happened in a long time. So either that'll resolve itself later on during the stream, or we will end up uh, resolving that during our next stream. But it's all good. No matter what, I will still be reading chat. With that being said, thank you all for tuning in. The first thing I want to say is, unfortunately, this morning, the legend himself, Kevin Conroy, the infamous voice of Batman, has passed away at age 66. I'm very sad. Like, I, right away, when Fajardi sent me that, that link when I woke up, I was like, don't talk to me the rest of the day. I'm done. <laughs> I'm depressed. I'm crushed. I am very upset about that. Kevin Conroy was my childhood, my favorite Batman. He's the Batman. The voice of Batman. I mean, Batman Animated Series, the Arkham Games. I am so upset about this. Like, beyond anything I could even say at this point. 66 is way too young as well. Um, I actually, it's, it's kind of crazy. I told Fajardi this a couple months ago when he first played the Arkham games. I was like, when Kevin Conroy passes away, that's going to be a very, very sad day for me, I swear. So I'm going to try not to express that here in the pod today. But yeah, I'm very upset about that. Um, damn, I'm glad you got to play the games, though. I'm really glad you got to play those games. We talked about it before, but... Yeah, uh, I wonder if the I wonder if the games are gonna uh, we're gonna see a resurgence of the games now, and maybe even the TV show and all the work he's done. Um, yeah, yeah. After his passing, which I th I definitely I, I didn't play. Obviously, you said I didn't play the games until just a few months ago, and I definitely think they do deserve all the praise they have gotten. <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. it's probably the best. It's probably the best uh, storyline for video games and in, in yeah in, in gaming. I think it's so it's amazing. Oh, for it. sure, for sure, absolutely, absolutely wonderful, man. I'm so sad about this, but uh, rest in peace to the goat himself. Unfortunately, I never got a chance to meet him. I know I had plans. I think it was pre-COVID to eventually attend a convention where he was at because the COVID things got kind of thrown out of whack, unfortunately. But um, yeah, I mean, people won't believe this, but I swear to God, last night I had the weirdest dream. And I'm, I'm again, people might not believe this. And that's totally fine. I had a weird dream that I was watching Batman, the animated series, and I heard the infamous theme song. Dun, 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 dun. I'm like, that is very strange. And I had that dream literally last night. And then the news came this morning. So um, that's, you know, I'm a huge Batman fan. I felt it. Uh, I definitely felt mm -hmm. it, but seriously. Um, but with that being said, uh, on a brighter note, past few weeks have been absolutely insane. I want to thank all you guys once again for over 92,000 subscribers. Cannot thank you guys enough. Uh, we start, I think it was, I'm sorry, I think it was a week ago from today. I think it was last Friday or Saturday. We had just hit 90,000. Yeah. We, we are now currently at 92.4K. Thank you guys so much. I just cannot believe how close we are to the big milestone of 100K. It's coming sooner than I would have thought. I know Vanguard was a rough year where growth was difficult, <laughs> content was difficult. Yeah. What were you going to say? I think Vanguard kind of put a lot of doubt in everyone's minds, you know. Yeah. Are we going to have to move on? Are we going to have to go to a different game, different franchise? 
Uh, I'm sure a lot, that doubt was in a lot of people's heads during Vanguard, but yeah, you know, yeah. M- M- MW2 came around. You know, we're talking about the most, uh, the fastest selling Call of Duty of all time, one billion in ten days. That's more than BO2. It's mm. we're, we're seeing it. We're quite literally seeing a peak of Call of Duty, and it's 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 amazing to see, um, especially after the year we just had. So it's good to see that people are, you know, I'm back on the positive side of, of COD. Oh yeah. No, absolutely, man. Absolutely. I, I was going to say, just looking at the performance of Modern Warfare 2 across many different YouTube channels, I mean, I'm not that big of a channel, but the interest in this game has been just something I don't think we've seen in a long time. I, I would honestly say the last time we saw a resurgence of this kind of performance and, and energy around videos and streams might have been Black Ops 3, to be quite honest with you. I mean, people could say MW19, Warzone 1. Yeah, but th- this seems like it's something a bit different, a bit stronger. It's on a different scale. Uh, of success i mean let me find that tweet from charlie uh let's see if i can get it up real quick about yeah it surpassed 1 billion in sales through its first 10 days the fastest selling call of duty ever the last game to have that kind of record was black ops 2 in 2012 it took 15 days to reach that number also over a billion matches have been played um i think it even broke a bunch of playstation records as well like the, the the most sales on a playstation release uh, and I think even just the player count in general for PlayStation has been has been catastrophic. I mean, we are witnessing, like you said, a peak of Call of Duty. So for those that don't like this game or think the game is dying or flopping, it's like it, it's quite the opposite, mate. Right? That that ghost quote from uh, <laughs> quite <laughs> the opposite. It's quite the opposite. No, seriously. I mean, we are looking at something that just has not been seen either in a long time or just ever for this franchise. And it's just it's really wholesome the way that. COD 2.0 has started, at least in my opinion. I mean, we've we started with, I think, a really heavy pre-release. The news surrounding the game was massive. The game has come out. We have campaign multiplayer, spec ops. And then we already have season one marketing. Warzone 2 DMZ are less than a week away. And then less than a month after that, we have raids. I mean, there's so much on deck. And then 2023, Warzone Mobile with that full integration and all this cross-progression. I mean, it's just getting started. It's, just, it's really just getting yeah. started. So I am beyond humbled and grateful to be... Uh, providing you guys what I consider some some really honest quality coverage for the beginning of a new era for this franchise. And Fajari's obviously been alongside for the entire grind. I mean, this would not be possible without him. He's been uh, such a, a huge part of revamping the channel with new types of thumbnails, new title styles, uh, taking the best notes, and just, and just keeping up with all the craziness. There's so much going on across all different modes. It's a lot to keep up with for just one person. So having a, t- you know, a two-man team is, is, is really going a long way. But I also want to say before I forget, you got a new mic. Well, I'll talk about mm-hmm. that real quick. Do you have a picture I could, I could put up? Uh, maybe you could send it on Discord um, of your, of, of your mic arm. See. Yeah, you are now using the Wave 3 Elgato mic. It sounds fantastic. So hopefully people can tell the difference. Yeah, hopefully, yeah, hopefully people do tell the difference. Or I can tell the difference. Because uh, I would hate to uh, get a new microphone. It's like, oh, it sounds the same. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, you're just like quite the opposite. It does not sound the same. There's no way. Quite the opposite. That, I'll tell you. Yeah. I'll tell you. Uh, recording audio is is a lot clearer, and we're probably gonna get into, get into that later. Uh, oh, for talk sure. About the stuff I've done. For um, sure. For sure. Let's see. I'll send you this one right here. Bang. Yeah, I definitely want to pull that up. Um, let me pull this up on Google Chrome. Yeah, because that the setup you have is getting crazier and crazier every month. I swear. It's a, it's actually it's, a, it's actually nuts. It's actually nuts. I'm pulling this up on on Discord. Um, wish the picture was bigger, chat, but that's wait. Can I zoom into this? Probably not. Let me see. 
No, I can't. But yeah. You get the idea. You get the idea. The, the beautiful Wave 3 mic with the arm. It, it looks great. Hopefully, you guys uh, do hear that that improvement. And yeah, it's been yeah. a couple of weeks we've done the podcast. I do have a bunch of guests in talks to come on over the next few weeks. So definitely stay tuned for that one. We definitely had, I think, two, three guests we had to postpone because, again, we had stuff going on. They had stuff going on. But no problem whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing with that is I did a giveaway recently for Modern Warfare 2. I gave away like five, six copies. Let me actually pull up that tweet. So you guys can see that. Um, we gave away like five, six copies. And what's so funny. Let me see. Can I? Is it? Where's my tweet about this? Let me see. Uh, here it is. This should be. Yeah, here it is. So we gave away a couple of copies. Three of them were courtesy of Activision and the amazing team at Call of Duty who did give me a number of Vault Edition codes. And while we were streaming, there's a first for everything, right? One of the copies I gave away, I was like, all right, DM me and I'm going to send you the code, right? As I would usually do. Now... That was my fault for not verifying that that person was who they said they were. Um, what what I should do and, and what I have been doing ever since that is whenever someone wins, I'm going to say, okay, DM me a screenshot that you're logged into that YouTube profile. So I know that when you're in chat, I see you. I know that's you. Somebody out there, as the winner was DMing me, somebody out there made a bogus account on Twitter with the same picture as the YouTube guy, same names and everything, DM me, got the code, and then blocked me. And I'm like, well... This is a first for everything. Scammers are scammers. I just didn't think that for a channel my size, for the audience we had on that stream, that somebody would really do that. Karma's going to bite him in the ass at some point, but that was really... I mean, if the person would have done that and then DM me afterwards, ha I got you, I got your free copy, I'll be like, all right, you know, screw you. Enjoy your code. You know, you want to go that far for, for a $70 to $100 game copy, you know, whatever. But um, either way, the actual winner still got a copy. I, I, I still covered it. It's no problem. But I cannot believe that somebody went and did that. I mean, the rats that exist... Uh, in the world these days. The reason I bring that up is because I do have another giveaway. Probably tomorrow or Sunday, I'll do that stream. I do have another Vault Edition I'll be giving away. It's on PlayStation, though. So I don't know where. I was at dinner the other night, and I checked my email, and I get an email from Little Caesars that says, congratulate. (laughs) I was like, like, oh, huh? I'm like, it says, yeah, it says, congratulations. You've won a Vault Edition of Modern Warfare 2. You've won the sweepstakes because... Not only do they have a promotion going on, let me actually, let me pull this up. Little Caesars Modern Warfare 2. Let me see if their site comes up because I don't know why it's so hard to find this page. I got it. Not only do they have the in-game rewards, of course, with Mountain Dew, with their pizza boxes, but you scroll down to the bottom of this page and every week they're giving out new prizes. They're giving out free digital downloads. They're giving out water bottles, a, a mini fridge, and the picture bugged out here, but there's also like an actual PS5 with the controller that's themed all around Modern Warfare 2. I don't know why it's bugged out here, but they're giving out all these crazy rewards. I somehow won the game copy. Um, I was told that it's really hard to win these sweepstakes, and I don't know what happened, but maybe it's karma because I got scammed. You know, the universe is giving back to me. <laughs> they're like, here's that game copy you got scammed, scammed out of. So I'll be giving that away probably tomorrow or, or, or Sunday. I'll do that stream where we'll pick that winner. Um, so I'm excited about that. So for those out there that need a Vault Edition or just a game copy in general, put a one in the chat uh, if you guys still need that. I'm excited to give that away. Um, another thing, uh, so some, some housekeeping. I also wanted to go over the fact that YouTube now has a beautiful overhaul with the UI. Mm-hmm. Now everything is separated perfectly. We have videos, we have shorts, and then we have live. I love that things are separated so that things don't look messy or ugly when you just go to the uploads tab. Everything is separated perfectly. There's a short that went up. A good one was this. About like a week and a half ago, the, the lad himself actually recorded. Fajardi actually recorded this commentary and edited the sword himself. It came out beautifully. I mean, your editing is top tier. I mean, what would you say about that yeah. one? Was that well, how was that like recording your first your first short that um, uh, about 10k people have seen already on the channel? It's actually awesome. 
So I, I, uh, you know, it was an idea I saw on Twitter when the game initially released, maybe a few days after the game released, that the the map Tarak actually had a hidden remaster on it, which was uh, Newville from the first one of the. It was an expansion pack for the first Call of Duty, and I and I kind of talk about that in the short. I mean, if you want to watch it, you know, it's there. Right, I'm not right, going right. to give you a whole history lesson on it now, but it's uh, yeah, it was a, it was an idea that I thought you know I could. I could I could visualize pretty well and make it into a, a nice cohesive oh for sure short and I did it I threw it up there and told DK to put it on his channel and did pretty well so for short anyway we're not, we're not totally into, into uh, completely into shorts yet but we're, we're we're working on it oh yeah oh yeah I I definitely think uh, when it comes to shorts uh, there's definitely a reason to have like some staff or, or people on the team working on just those. Cause there's practically unlimited shorts you can do. I mean, I could think of probably three to five a day like this, but mm -hmm. the time that we put into our main content, the streams, the podcast, it gets difficult to also put some time aside for shorts, but we definitely have tried. And I don't have a short, I have at least two or three shorts going up this weekend that I have recorded. I see to edit them. Um, but I definitely enjoy doing them. They're fun just for covering those extra little topics that don't make it into main videos or for taking certain topics from our longer videos that deserve like their own time in the spotlight through a short or something. Um, I, I definitely do like, uh, kind of where that's going in, in the YouTube scene. I think there's definitely reason to believe that they're going to kind of take over the short form content versus TikTok. I think TikTok is, it, TikTok is what it is, but in terms of like monetization, I think YouTube shorts are really going to take over that, that front very, very soon, quicker than people think. But, uh, yeah, with that aside, jumping into the first big topic that I think you guys will find hilarious, I am now verified on Twitter. <laughs> I know Fajardi will be really soon, but unfortunately, they oh, suspended. They, they, took, they literally took off the program, so I'm in. I, I'm sure it'll come back really soon. You know, I've gotten denied verification I don't know how many times. Even though I provided my federal badge, I'm like, hey, I own the trademark DK Dynamite. I am who I am. We got tens of thousands of subs on YouTube. I've showed pictures of my driver's license. I've showed links to articles that have referenced me in my content. It's like, with all that, couldn't get verified. The system never made sense. But here's what I've said for the longest time. It seems like verification has always been a problem for just content creators, YouTubers, streamers. I don't know why. But it seems like if you're in any other industry, you have an IMDb page, or excuse me, an IMDb page, right? That shows that you're an actor or a voice actor. Uh, if you're a journalist, super easy to, to verify that. If you're a musician, if you're all these things, it's easy to just apply for verification on Twitter and, and they'll probably give it to you. Even that's not perfect. But for content creators, I feel like there hasn't been a, a, a path to really secure verification for people that just make videos or streams. And... When this Twitter blue thing got announced, obviously at first I'm like, well, that's kind of gonna, it's gonna make the check mark a little devalued. It's gonna make it a little pointless. It's gonna make it seem like it's not as unique and rare as it was before. I mean, realistically, a check mark shouldn't be that hard to get because just being able to verify that you're you, I think, is all you should be should have to do. But when they announced the Twitter blue thing, I'm like, yeah. well, all right, eight bucks. To have the check mark, I mean, hey, I like the perks of Twitter Blue anyway, being able to edit my perk or edit my tweets, being able to, you know, right when I post one, it'll ask me, are you sure? Like, it, it'll, there's a lot of benefits to having Twitter Blue besides the check mark. So I got it. Um, but they've suspended the original verification process that used to exist, it was abysmal. And they've also now suspended Twitter Blue check marks. So that's crazy. That's crazy. So I know what you were saying before is you were waiting for a specific time to go ahead and get it. What was that again? Yeah. With the prioritization? So 
So yeah, obviously it's cool and all to have a check mark. And I think it's a necessary thing for content creators, as you just explained how kind of backward and screwed up it is, how they just can't really get it for some reason. If you show right, like right. all this federal stuff, like it just doesn't make sense. Um, but the thing that I, that really piqued my interest is that it literally tells you your tweets will be promoted over people that don't have Twitter blue. That's and, wild. That's wild. And, you know, I, I put my art on Twitter and I think it would be a no brainer for any person that or any content creator in general to, to post, to knowingly post something, knowing it could be promoted just by like a simple fee. Like I'm pretty sure if there was some, if YouTube premium had, Oh yeah, your video auto like automatically gets per, put in the search top of the search results for anything relating to the video. Right. Right. Everyone would do that. Um, so this kind of a no brainer for me to, to read that and kind of just, just be ignorant and say, oh, you know, I don't, I don't really need it. Right. Um, right. 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 Yeah. Uh, but like I said, the verification is cool and all, but I think that that's a, a dark horse feature that a lot of people are kind of skipping over. Uh, I've seen a lot. I've, I've seen a lot of tweets on it, but right. I don't right, think right. people are more talking about the the bigger things of impersonating and. Um, and stuff that's like that. the that's the problem. Is there should still be some level of security, some measure somewhere yeah. in the system that still says, okay, you got the checkmark from Twitter blue, but. You also took the extra step to say, okay, this is who I say I am, right? And and maybe the way they do it is you buy Twitter Blue, you get a checkmark instantly, but it takes about maybe three to seven business days for them to really check that you're somebody. And they don't just give you the checkmark for having paid the subscription. They still check that you're a somebody. And that's the thing. I mean, you can go as far as, hey, what about on YouTube when you get your checkmark? YouTube, you get your checkmark at 100,000 subscribers. What if there was something yeah. where when you have 100K – it also recommends your content more. Imagine if that was a thing. And that could even be a thing we don't know yeah. about. Imagine that. Because verified accounts, I, I'm sure, have you know more trust around the, around the industry. So they'll want to push your content more because they know you're a legitimate individual or a creator. Um, that, that's definitely something. But um, that aside... Jumping into Modern Warfare 2, I got to say thank you again to the amazing team at Call of Duty and Activision. They sent out a really crazy care package to a bunch of creators right when the game came out. They sent this uh, handwritten note. Got my name on it there. They sent out the... I got to wear this on stream at some point. Maybe when we start camel grinding soon. My my, my Task Force <laughs> 141 Captain Price hat. I haven't had a hat like this since I was a kid. The uh, Task Force 141 hat. We got the gloves. I got to get a bike at some point. Wear these gloves. Um, so riding a motorcycle. Frank Wood style or something. But I'm wearing the hoodie today. Absolutely amazing hoodie. Mono Warfare 2. Very uh, very thick type of hoodie there. Keeps you really warm. I'm already sweating while, while, we're, uh, <laughs> while, we're, while we're filming this. And then on the back. Can you guys see this? I want, I want you guys to see. It does say run it back. On the back of the hoodie itself. I'm sure you can see that. There you go. Run it back, baby. It's kind of ironic. We always say that uh, whenever we're streaming some gameplay. We're like, oh, just one more game. Run it back. You know, the energy's always hot. And then, of course, <laughs> the crazy backpack they sent out to all creators as well. Um, absolutely grateful for something like this. They put our YouTube names on it as well. There's DK right there. Um, this will be my That's backpack so whenever I travel. That's so sick. Yeah, it's such a high-quality bag. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely, man. So very, very grateful for the opportunity there. Absolutely absolutely amazing but with that being said first topic that i see already being discussed in chat content removal so everybody is aware that grand prix when it got announced from Modern warfare 2 that map was the first one to get revealed and then all of a sudden all references to grand prix got removed from youtube from youtube from twitter from, from everywhere and we're like wait what happened to grand prix all of a sudden it gets revealed that i guess the actual racetrack the company wanted this map 
removed from Modern Warfare 2 or just not labeled as Grand Prix. Who knows what the legal issues were? But then the map came back at launch as Crown Raceway. The map plays great. I really enjoy the map. I mean, what do you think about Crown Raceway? I think the map's fantastic, um, personally. I enjoy so it. I haven't played I haven't played a lot of anything except Hardpoint, and I don't think it plays the best on Hardpoint, so I, sure. I can't really give an sure. accurate an accurate uh yeah yeah assessment yeah. of that map yet but yeah it, it looks beautiful it reminds me of bo4 a lot of that color palette and and everything that oh sure uh, it, very trailer vibe to it definitely definitely it definitely like you were explaining it definitely, it definitely has had a weird story um to where right. it is now but <laughs> right 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 so that happens and then all of a sudden the map comes back we're like oh thank god because that was one of i think that was the map everybody wanted to play that was probably the map everybody wanted to jump into right away thankfully those legal issues got resolved but museum now has been going through it now so during the beta i think it was weekend two museum just gets removed and the reason for it was posted on reddit and it was claimed that there was a stability issue there was some exploit some problem to the point where the map got removed for the rest of the weekend for the rest of the beta so to speak and the games come out museum still nowhere to be seen not that that was my favorite yep. map ever. The map played pretty good. I liked it. I didn't have any issue with it. I still don't have any issue with any of the maps in Mono Warfare 2. We make jokes about the Santa Senya border, the cars exploding. We make jokes about it, but it's not a map that I hate. I mean, maybe I dislike it a little bit compared to other maps, but it's all right. Museum, however, it was a map that I, never had, I didn't have an issue with. And to keep in mind, right, I know Chopper just posted this. Let me, let me pull up his Twitter real quick. Chopper actually just drove, I think, across the country. <laughs> Hold on, what's his, what is his Twitter? I think it's with, a, it's with a zero, right? I got it. It's not with a note to the zero. He just drove out to the actual museum in real life. So the map's based on a real life location. So I think other legal issues have arisen to the point where the map has now gotten removed from Mono for 2 multiplayer. Will it ever return? That's a big question. I will say leakers have posted images of the map being added back into the files of the game. So I think it'll be a Grand Prix situation where they either rename the map or change something about it to where it does return. I mean, do you think it's coming back or is that one chalked? I, I think it's coming back, but I cannot believe that we have yet another map going through going through it right now. Um, I mean, we, what would you say? We didn't think the Grand Prix map was going to come back, but all of a sudden it just popped up. So with the new name, right. and some right. things changed. So right. I guess never say never. Uh, it seems like some people in the chat don't even want it to come back. So uh, maybe maybe they know people already don't like it. So it's like, why would you go through this trouble and like even fighting for it when people don't want it uh, at the end of the day? Right, right, right. But that, yeah, but that's my, that, that's that, my take on it. That, that's just less content, though. <laughs> like yeah. you don't want the map to come back. It's one less map. And that's the thing, right? You might not like a map. Right, and that's total. That's, that's totally subjective. But I would argue even some of the the quote unquote worst maps in COD history play well with certain modes. I mean, look at Stonehaven from COD Ghost. I always thought that was the map for Infected because there there's so many ways to to maneuver around that map to get a almost a guaranteed chem strike if you hold an area down properly. I always thought there was always a purpose for some maps, even the worst ones. Um, so that's not even it though when it comes to content removal now we have another map that is currently in the game right now but might be subject to removal very very soon that is the greenberg hotel which is based on a real life luxury hotel unfortunately the actual organization that owns the hotel did come out with a statement we have taken note of the fact that the conservatorium hotel is undesirably the scene of the new call of duty more generally, we don't support games that seem to encourage the use of violence. The game is in no way reflecting our core values, and we regret our apparent and unwanted involvement. Keyword, unwanted involvement. The hotel is still considering possible steps. Holy. What does that tell you? Like, come on. That, that's I mean, that's wild. Just, 
obviously they're mad. Um, <laughs> I think that I think that's a, the easiest way to put that. I, yeah. I feel I don't know I don't know why I'm thinking about in, from Infinity War's perspective I don't know why they would they would even go anywhere near this this category of of map to play on if they knew that there's a possibility right. this can happen because their maps are dropping like flies at the moment they can't, oh, they sure, can't keep sure. one map in their they, they can't, can't keep, keep one a map, map in the game to save their life <laughs> it's, they it's can't crazy keep a map right now yeah yeah and it's just uh, I don't know if it's like if it's just easier to make something based off a, a real location it probably is I'm guessing 100. percent but like, why isn't like Alcatraz had any problems with literally the whole thing being one to one in a video game? Blackout Alcatraz, then over. there was Rebirth again, and it was Ma- like, literally Mob of the Dead, Blood of the Dead, Zombie well, Bombs before well, that. Go even deeper, right? They used the layout of Alcatraz Island, but called it Rebirth. Like, yeah, you would almost think there's a legal issue there. Where it's like, wait, you used oh, you used our layout of this building of that island, but called it this, and then it acknowledged it was actually Alcatraz, like. So, like, like you just said, there's so there's so many ways that that could even go wrong, but it never has. I mean, I don't think we've seen anything like this before, especially for a launch window of a Call of Duty. And it's like you said, it makes you wonder how did development begin on a map they potentially didn't have the license for? How did mm-hmm. development start for an environment that they weren't actually allowed to use legally in the game? I I, I really do wonder how that happened, but. In the video where we talk about this, I bring up, I'm like, well, isn't it kind of strange seeing the legal issues as of lately? Because we just saw the issue with that bundle in Vanguard not too long ago, right? Where all of a sudden, there's a skin that gets heavily marketed and even leaked for season four of Vanguard. And then all of a sudden, every trace of that pack gets removed because somebody who actually designed that skin comes out and says, hey, I, I didn't grant permission for them to use this design in, in Call of Duty. It was that the fl- the flu furry, the flu furry tracer pack. What I would have thought happened though is they were gonna just pay the artist, give them like a percentage of the bundle sales or something, but they just scrapped it entirely. Yeah, that was strange. There was even claims that I'm not gonna pull up, but there were claims that one of the anime blueprints in Vanguard also was based on something really specific and 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 from some something else, and that's still released. But I mean, there's been all these weird claims, and it's it's been a very strange couple of months seeing stuff like that. It really makes you wonder just kind of what's going on. <laughs> with these legal issues. I'm really confused on that, but um, hopefully Hotel doesn't get canned. I really like Hotel a lot. I think it's yeah, probably one of my Hotel's really good. I really one like of my favorite. Map. Yeah, one of my favorite maps for sure in Modern Warfare 2. So I'd, I'd be very upset if that gets removed. I mean, if you have to rename it or do something to it, I'm all for it, but I don't think that map should get should get completely canned because that it's one of the stronger ones. It was definitely the highlight of the beta. Um, we then have a huge discussion, though, regarding the rumor that I feel like has been going on for far too long, and if anything, has almost been more damaging than the original Zombie Chronicles 2 rumors that I still think hold up to this day. I think everybody is pretty aware that a Chronicles 2 was definitely conceptualized to some capacity. There was clear evidence of that. But this other rumor, I think, has been a little more concerning because there's been a lot more discussion around it. And that is year two for Modern Warfare 2. So before I go into exactly... The details here. What have been your thoughts about those rumors the past couple of weeks, right? The whole year two from Modern Warfare 2. This is a two-year game. We're getting two years of CDL in this game. 12 seasons. What have been your thoughts about it since that rumor kind of started a little while back? I, I feel like that's been very, very controversial. It was definitely shocking. I, I remember when the rumor initially came out, I believe it was February 21st um, or 22nd of this year, that MW2 is going to be the first Call of Duty ever for two years, delaying Treyarch's game an entire year. And when I heard that, I was crushed. I was like, you know, we're gonna have to wait. We're gonna have to wait so long. It's gonna be terrible because at the time, yeah, I didn't really, I didn't really have a lot of faith in MW2. So 
Right. Think about think about the rumors first came out compared to now. I I truly think that a lot of the information has been misinterpreted greatly. Um, I think just with a miserable. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just. I think it's just like you said, damaging for the community because you have a whole bunch of people saying like, "Oh, it's two-year COD game," and I think Activision no, like Activision is not stupid. As much as people think, you know, they they make wrong moves here and there, they're not stupid. They know there's a reason why they've been releasing Call of Duty every single year for the past 20 years. It's because they make billions and millions of dollars off it. Right. Um, right. Every every single year, it's basically they they can just release whatever they want and as a yearly title, and it would get the, it would it would get amazing money. Yeah. So hearing that they would just not do that and just continue to update it, it almost seems like they're shooting themselves in the foot, in the thigh, maybe. Uh, not even the foot, because that's that's a it's a large amount of revenue they're just missing out on. Right, um, right. And I, I especially want to reference the fact that, that those rumors came from people that have been right before about several different leaks, several rumors. Sure, won't deny that. But there have been a lot of other things those people have also gotten wrong. And I definitely felt from the get go that that claim of year two was wrong. Not just because they didn't confirm at COD Next or during the launch window that yeah, it's a two year game. I feel like that would be something they announced straight away. Because look at Black Ops 4 pre-reveal. They said it before we even got a trailer for most of the content in the game that the Black Ops 4 was going to be a multi-year game. Yeah. Now, obviously, that didn't work out for obvious reasons. Treyarch had to take over COD 2020 from Sledgehammer. Cold War had to happen. Blah, 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 blah. So plans for a multi-year Black Ops 4 DLC cycle were scrapped. But there was also like me playing Devil's... There was, there was me playing Devil's Advocate where I'm like, wait, maybe they want to wait until next year or, or closer to next year to talk more about MW2's second year of support because they don't want to disappoint investors or shareholders if they say, yeah, there's no big COD coming in 2023 for the first time because that's that's a big loss of revenue. But here's what happened here. Charlie Angel comes out with the confirmation from the Activision Investors Call, which I don't believe we can public listen to anymore because of the acquisition that's going through. We used to stream live on the channel whenever there was a Activision Investors Call. We can't do that anymore. Eventually, we'll be able to again. Breaking, Activision's new financial release seems to confirm there's a new full premium Call of Duty game in 2023 with plans for, for next year, including the most robust Call of Duty live operations to date, the next full premium release in the Blockbuster annual series. That's a huge statement. So the next full premium release, that wording always refers to a new paid Call of Duty game, right? But... The plans for the next year, including the most robust Call of Duty live operations, that's just going into what we know about COD 2.0, the seamless integration between MW2, Warzone 2, and future COD titles. Also, with the cross-progression in mind with Warzone Mobile as well. That's a massive statement. So, right there with this alone, we can say that MW2, even if it is a two-year game somehow, there's still a paid COD game coming next year. But that's where things get mm -hmm. sticky. Jason Schreier says... Man, you keep falling for the same PR language. It's a continuation of Modern Warfare 2. It's called a full premium release because they're probably going to market and sell it as a $70 game with new single and multiplayer content, but it's more Modern Warfare 2. And I'm like, okay, if it's more Modern Warfare 2, I'm curious how you market that. I could see them saying, okay, let's charge for campaign, but how do you charge for multiplayer when the DLC model right now is free maps, modes, weapons every season? Then you can look at the original rumor from Ghost of Hope and other insiders. Oh, there's a Greatest Hits map pack coming next year that's going to feature all 2009 Modern Warfare 2 maps, all the classics. If they drop them all at once like this, I could see them trying to charge money for that. But still, 
that's a bit odd. What I think this is, and I don't know how you feel about this, but this is a Miles Morales Spider-Man release, like we saw a couple of years ago, where it's a spin-off game that uses the same engine assets and development team to mm-hmm. further the narrative. So I think what we're about to see is a Modern Warfare 2 spin-off of sorts. I don't know how they'll market it or title it, but it's like a spin-off type game. Maybe even bigger than that. Maybe like a quote-unquote MW3. Almost, maybe. Because I'm sure the one day they want to do an MW3. That has a campaign that I guess has a multiplayer of all remastered maps. Something like that. I don't know about a new Spec Ops. All being built on the same technology the Modern Warfare 2 is currently built on. But that's the thing. Is that a filler type of release? It kind of works because 20-year anniversary of Call of Duty is coming up in 2023. So mm-hmm. this it could be a celebration-like game that has a new campaign but has a anniversary type of multiplayer. Kind of like Halo Master Chief Collection in a way. That's what it could be. I mean, then you tie that into all the rumors about free-to-play zombies. Ralph was claiming that Treyarch was doing a free-to-play thing next year and the zombies would have a role in 2023. Maybe the game has zombies. Maybe Treyarch's doing something for it. I don't know. You could tie a bunch of threads together and, 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 and try to explain it. But how do you feel about that so far? A potential anniversary uh, type of Master Chief collection next year. That, that could be what it is. I feel like we've never really had that in COD before, obviously. I think no? the most we've gotten is maybe, you know, we see some remastered maps get brought back and like, oh, yeah, we're paying homage to, you know, the roots of the Black Ops series. Let's bring back right. Drive-In right. and, and stuff like that. But I feel like... I don't know. It would be a very tricky situation to market whatever they're they're planning because you can either take it the route, you can either take it the route that is either, you know, this is an anniversary thing. It's a celebration of Call of Duty. Be part right. of the celebration of Call of Duty, or they can say this is this is all part of Modern Warfare Two. This is you know it's uh, it's its own thing, kind of like Warzone, except you pay for it, that type of thing. And it's uh, I'm really curious to see the the direction they take it because it could mean it could make a break for this new thing they are trying to release because it kind of sounds like it's just it's kind of like Frankenstein really I, no one really right. knows what's going on with this it's a whole bunch of things <laughs> thrown together and it's I'm really curious to see what happens uh, later down the line yeah. with it, especially uh, yeah. in the coming months. As we're going to get into with DMZ later, it's kind of funny. I think you worded it best. It was, I don't know if it was a recent podcast or if it was off stream where you're like, you've never seen so much information about something that we still don't know anything about, right? Because so many of those leaks, you know, just didn't come true. We've never seen more information pour in about something and then have it just not be true in the end or be completely different. It's just, it. it's amazing. Yeah, Is that how you moment. worded it? Yeah, the literal DMZ moment. But then it gets crazier, right? It gets crazier than that. Sledgehammer Games is apparently developing the paid content expansion for Modern Warfare 2, releasing in 2023 per Jason Schreier. That's his claim. The expansion will have a lot of content and most likely be $70. Treyarch's next Call of Duty is still in 2024. So that's where an interesting discussion comes up, right? Is mm-hmm. that how Sledgehammer gains their rep back? I feel like their rep is unbelievably stained after Vanguard. Advanced Warfare was controversial, but that's how they kind of got their foot in the door a little bit with what their niche really is. Yeah, they did Modern Warfare 3, sure. They co-developed that game. But I always feel I always felt like that was their their strongest point while developing Call of Duty was Advanced Warfare. Um, I'd love to see an Advanced Warfare 2 one day. I think that, that would be the true way for them to build their rep back. But World War II 
it got received, it sold well, got received better after the overhaul it got after the new year when they, they fired Conjure and Schofield. That's when things got better for that game. But Vanguard, I mean, it without going into that too much, that game, I think, has absolutely ruined Sledgehammer's rep to the point where I don't even care how good a future Call of Duty they make really is. People will still be like, oh, Sledgehammer made it. I'm not buying it. Or, oh, I'm not playing it. Or, oh, it's, it, it's yeah. this, it's that. I don't see how – there's almost no recovery there. I mean, it, it's hard to picture a recovery. So them doing this 2023 game, and if it's a Modern Warfare 2 spinoff, I think that would do okay. I mean, if it's labeled as Modern Warfare something something, it could still sell well and perform well. But I wonder if sales at all would be jeopardized because of their name slapped onto it, which is sad to say. Well, I mean, do you think that's something to think about? I mean, that's kind of concerning for Activision's bottom line, right? I saw I saw a deleted tweet from COD Tracker that said Treyarch is also working on the game as well. So I did, uh, yeah, yeah. That that tweet is now deleted. I know I have I have it somewhere, but I saw this deleted tweet. So I'm not right. sure if they meant to say that or what that if they thought they were wrong, but. Something to keep in mind there too. I mean, if it's if it's anything to do with Modern Warfare, you know, Infinity War is not going to be far behind. We we have Sledgehammer right, right, apparently right, working right. on it, and now Treyarch's on it as well. Like, wh- what even is going to be this? It yeah, really what is a celebration of Call of Duty? It has, has to be. Has, uh, it has, has to something be. to do with Modern Warfare. So right, it has to be. It quite it quite literally has to be. That's why I'm thinking. I'm like, if Treyarch has involvement in it, there's got to be some zombies, right? If it's a celebration game and you don't do zombies with that, that that would be that would be very True. very weird. And we'll get more into zombies later in the pod. I know I have a topic written down for that because there's some cool stuff regarding that 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 material. But that's why I'm like, okay, you have my attention with that. I don't know what that means for Modern Warfare 2's post launch season though. Does it still get other seasons, other big updates? I personally think we'll see an MW19 or Cold War scenario where even though a new game comes out, you still see some bonus maps, weapons, bundles, playlist updates. In that last game. Yep. And if anything, we'll see more of that from Modern Warfare 2. Cold War was obviously extremely successful. In many ways, more successful than MW19. But I think Modern Warfare 2 has far surpassed both MW19 and Cold War combined, at least from the way I see it. So I can definitely see an even bigger scale the year two, which doesn't mean another Call of Duty can't still come out alongside all that. It just depends how they market this game. Even... Keshoff tweeted on Charlie Intel. For anyone who's expecting straight up 12 seasons of Modern Warfare 2 post-launch, forget that Activision will literally lose at least $1 billion a year by not releasing a $7 game, and money equals everything. And it's kind of weird how people were throwing hate at Keshoff for this. Somebody replied, holy shit, how much are you getting paid? Keshoff replies, paid for what? I am literally saying Activision wants money, so they are doing a premium release. I love 12 seasons, good grief. It's like, why go after Charlie <laughs> Intel? Like, he's just pointing out a straight fact. I mean, if you know a little bit yeah. about economics, you can you can point this out. Hunter TV replies, I'll take both. The economy. Hunt TV the tweets bottom out. line. <laughs> yeah. Remember that? Remember that tagline from Advanced Warfare? Power changes everything. I swear to God, it does. Um, Hunter TV tweeted, I'll take both. And Kessler replied, well, you're not getting both. That's a gangster reply right there. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Um, so that kind of shook people. That kind of shook people with what the future of COD looks like. Because even after all the rumors, even after these leaks came out, we still don't know anything. And that's a good thing. I don't, want, I don't even want to know. I want that to be a surprise in a couple of months from now where they say, okay, breaking, blah, 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 2023 free-to-play celebration anniversary remasters. I'm, I'm excited for that for that announcement. I really am. Yeah. I'm not in any rush to even read about that because we're so busy with Mono for 2 right now. But um, it's like you said, you've never seen more info pour in about something that was just so uncertain and so weird and so 
far behind from release. I mean, it's very, very it seems, funny. Seems like a, a a common theme nowadays with the uh, with leaking that there's so much there's so much info <laughs> pouring in, and just the least amount is correct nowadays. The least really amount, quite quite, something. quite literally, the least amount is correct. And that's weird though. It's like the leaking game a couple of years ago with other people that don't do it anymore was always pretty much on point. If something was wrong, you can pretty much think of a valid reason as to why. It wasn't because of people clout chasing or saying they have a source. Dude, trust me, their cousin works at Raven or something. Like, you, you didn't really see that a couple of years ago all that much. Now you're seeing it even more often. And it's it's weird. It's very weird. Um, and I think what sucks is that these people get things right and then they're immediately put on pedestals. And then, you know, they could do no wrong. But clearly you could see they could do some wrong, as we'll get into with DMZ. But... Let's get into Season 1 of Modern Warfare 2, which actually got fully marketed and revealed the other day. I didn't think we'd get a roadmap that soon. I was thinking maybe this Monday or Tuesday we'd end up getting some marketing for it. I mean, I think what, what got messy was this. We had a gameplay event a couple of days ago for DMZ and Warzone 2. We're going to get into that. But they decided to also market a lot of Season 1 on the same day. I would have probably preferred they separated a couple of those things, but it's fine. It is what it is. Yeah. Take it away, though. What's up with this roadmap? How are you feeling about this roadmap for the first major content update coming on November 16th? What would you say about this? Um, well, first, I think we have a super chat going in, so I don't want to talk over that. I know it's going to come in soon. Oh, text-to-speech um, won't work for that. It's uh, 10 or up. But no, oh, let's take a look at this. Oh, Thank okay. you so much for letting me know about that. Spanky Jenkins, love the discussion. What would you personally <laughs> want to see in 2023 if Treyarch's next title is 2024? I personally want a standalone Zombies game. Um... I think standalone zombies would be brilliant. I would say remake all zombie maps on the ground up on the Modern Warfare engine and just throw that into one game. Um, maybe not even have new maps on there, but I would love to see that. But looking at kind of what the rumors look like right now for 2023, I'd say let's do the new spinoff campaign that's been rumored, a bunch of remastered multiplayer maps, and then for zombies, maybe just remaster a whole bunch of, of maps on the NW engine and throw it into that game. I, I don't know if it'll, I don't I don't know if they'll do necessarily new zombies content for that, but there's a new campaign. In this 2023 game, I don't see why you can't do maybe a couple extra zombie maps. Does Treyarch have time for it? I don't know. Maybe they have extra people they've hired that can handle that. I, who knows? But I definitely don't want them to blow their load on zombies next year if they have a crazy game plan for 2024. I have high hopes for the next Black Ops game. It'll be the first game in a while where they have a full three-year cycle plus a bunch of budget, no interruption. Um, I'm excited, though. I think 2023... Uh, is going to bring out some crazy surprises that nobody out there even expected. So I'm I'm very, very looking forward to that. Thank you for that super chat, though. Um, but go ahead, Mr. Vajardi, take it away. What's up with... Uh... So OBS, okay, hold on. Oh, yeah, we had a little a couple drop frames. Yeah, We're done. We're done. You, uh, it, you lied for a little bit, but... Yeah, as long as as long as long audio's clean, video could stutter and do, and do its thing. As long as audio's clean, that's all that matters. Um, yeah. Yeah. How are you feeling about this roadmap so far? Or maybe in terms so, of artwork and then the content. Take it away. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll talk. I'll talk on the content first. Uh, yeah, I think you know it's there's a, there's a lot of good stuff here. You know, obviously you got DMZ, you got Warzone two, massive modes, massive additions um, to the Call of Duty franchise and MW two as a whole. Uh, Shoot house getting fully revamped, pretty cool. Uh, a lot, lots of weapons. I do find it interesting. We do have an answer to how they are going to be adding weapons to. Yes. Oh, I started. Someone said audio is lagging. Is that audio is cutting off? Uh, let, let me let me listen. Keep talking. Uh, I, oh, <laughs> oh it is. It is. You're like, oh, it, keep talking. <laughs> it is. Yeah, I wanted to hear it for a second. Yeah. So, for, for, if that happens to anybody, chat, it, it's a really weird bug on just like YouTube. Um, just uh, 
close the stream out and open back up. It should, it should fix it. It's a very weird bug. I don't understand it. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know how that happens, but... And Jessup said it's completely fine for him. Yeah, it's a person-to-person -person thing. I think it's on where what what device they're watching the stream on. Certain devices will get uh, certain devices will get uh, different audio experiences. It makes no sense. But uh, yeah. Anyway, go ahead. You're talking about Shoot House. Yeah, Shoot House got a nice revamp. You know, we finally got an answer to how the weapon platform is going to work from season to season. I remember we talked about it in a few podcasts ago. It could be very worrying if they just add just another receiver to like an M4, but it seems like we're getting full new platforms every season yep. with three different do three different weapons. The yep. first one being like the M13B and the the, the Chimera Honey Badger, um, which has I think two AR variants and an SMG variant, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. And Correct. then and then obviously we have the new sniper coming, the Victus. Victus is back, boys. Let's go. Victus is um, back, baby. <laughs> yeah. So I actually That's don't hilarious. even have the roadmap pulled up, but I'm just doing this all of memory right now. So if I, if I miss anything, a lot of cool features coming to Warzone 2, interrogation, uh, lot, lots of, uh, yeah, like a lot of cool things here. I think I think the content for season one is is definitely a W. I, and that, I, that's not what I'm trying to say here. Um, the the or sorry, that is what I'm trying to say. The content is a W. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yep. you know, I, when this roadmap dropped, I couldn't help but think, you know, just something's off about how this looks. Just the the artwork. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it obviously, I mean, who am I to say? I'm just some random guy. But comparing to all the, the other season seasonal roadmaps of God, even for MW 2019, some, something happened here. Um, something on the back end where something was rushed. And it just that I just I don't I don't think I don't think that's that's I, that the IW's qualities is on top for that one. Um, right. And hopefully I'm very hopeful that it was just, you know, a one time thing. And, you know, something was rushed. But this, uh, the, I don't know, some, some, the, something looks off to me. I think I, a lot of people did see that, especially when it did come out on stream and you looked at it. You're saying like, oh, like mine looks better or whatever. I mean, I don't want to go as far as to say that, but, you know, obviously I'm just a kid and that's like the <laughs> official work being done. But there's, uh, you know, hopefully it was just a, a, a very bad timing coincidence wise how that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I, I, I'm gonna. I'm other gonna pull, than that, other than I'll, that season one's W, but you know. Yeah, I'm gonna. Me. Yeah, I'm pulling up. I just pull up your thumb right now. I wish I could zoom into it, but. Audio's gone again. Audio's bugged again. Uh, can you hear me talking? Hello? Hello? Can you? Hello? Can you hear me talking? He can't hear me. <laughs> can't hear me. He can't hear me. Help me. Help me. Oh, uh, you can hear me? <laughs> I'm like screaming. <laughs> we can't. No, he can't hear me. <laughs> What's up, chat? It's my stream now. It's wait, mine now. Wait, was I like talking over you all of a sudden? Like, yeah, what? you were. <laughs> what the hell? I literally did not hear you at all. You know what's the weirdest thing, chat? Like, okay, before we continue now, that's really weird. 
what the hell? <laughs> DK like my, audio dead. DK, yeah, it's it, it just like my oh, my Discord audio just died. All he's of a back. Sudden. Yeah, everyone's saying he's back. Well, there's, yeah. a, there's a funny moment for the chat. There you go. Yeah, and someone said we can't hear DK. Wait, oh, so someone has to be trolling. How is long was that DK going out for? How long is was D that going? Drop out? a one. Drop a one if DK's back. If you can hear. Yeah, him. that is the weirdest thing ever. My Discord That's actually cool. fucked up. Chat, chat really liked that one. Chat, I love that. that. Chat, chat, chat love that one for sure. <laughs> no, it's like five, we, we lost 140 people instantly. Like, I don't know like, if YouTube's like bugging for people. That's actually, that's the weirdest thing ever. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's the, that's so funny. <laughs> one. Wait, yeah, so, everyone's saying one. Okay, I appreciate that. So what, recap me now. What just happened? So when, when, when did I cut you off? I didn't, I don't know what happened, but Discord just like yeah, stopped I don't, giving me audio. What happened? I, yeah, yeah, Jessup's right. I could have told us our location to be rescued from DK's basement. Yeah, I'm stuck in his basement yeah, right now and forced yeah. to make thumbs 24-7. Forced to make thumbs, forced um, to get on the pod, all that shit. Um, yeah. Wow, we got to love Discord, baby. So, Discord. yeah, basically what I was saying is, you know, uh, compared to the other seasonal road bounce we've gotten, something something happened here uh, quality-wise, uh, and that, that's basically what I said. And, um, you know, Cold War, never never missed a beat with that, and, you know, MW2 starting off with, with this, hopefully... Uh, you know, it, it picks up and gets better over time. I'm hopeful it does, but you know, I, I, here's the thing. Like I'm, it's just a, such a weird thing to talk about. Like why even like care about the, the roadmap part? It's because, you know, I, I'm very interested in it. Um, I like, uh, I like making that type of stuff. And obviously like DK was saying, he put my thumb on screen as, as a concept roadmap to it. And yeah, it's just, it's something that captivates me. And I, I like talking about it. I like breaking it down because that's, right, that's right, what right. I do on a daily, it's what I do on a day-to-day -day basis. So. Um, that's basically where we're at. And then I was kind of like, <laughs> and you started saying things and I, I was trying to say stuff. And you're kind of talking over me. I'm like, can you hear me? I'm yeah. like, no, you can't hear me. That, that, that has to be, that has to be the weirdest issue we've ever had on a stream, especially a pod, um, where it like mute, I couldn't hear you. And then the stream couldn't hear me. I'm like, what in the actual fuck just happened? Um, yeah. If anybody saw <laughs> issues in chat, definitely just refresh the, refresh the stream on, on your, on your app. Let me pull up the roadmap again, just so I don't, I'm not missing anything. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's actually hilarious. Fucking, oh. fucking Windows. What happened? I actually, I opened up the image and I actually closed it. Oh, you're I good. You're good. Part. Yeah. Okay. No, we should be good now. Um. Yeah. So that's I mean, so funny, dude. I guess we can just do like a. I kind of did a mini content breakdown, but you know, uh, we got new Gulag. I mean, we saw that in at COD Next. Heavy Chopper, Hummer EV. Those are just. You know, those are just there, I suppose. Raids, I, we can probably talk about raids later. Uh, oh, we will. Yeah, we definitely will. We'll definitely talk about raids later, for sure. But yeah, Klaus uh, and Gaz coming. Uh, Klaus doesn't have a model yet, and neither does Gaz. They're both those right. replaced holders, it looks like, which is yeah. kind of worrying to me. But new battle yeah. pass system, absolute <laughs> W. And that's what Call of oh, yeah. needed for battle passes. They got really stale over the past three years. And Yep. Um, so... Yep. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know if, uh, if people heard when I brought up your, your concept roadmap about Ethan, Ethan is a rumored bundle for season yeah. one of Mono for two. So I'm like, that is a, that's a crazy crossover that you obviously emphasize in your, in your concept art roadmap. We made that video. Um, but yeah, we'll, I'm sure we'll learn more about that. They're closer to reloaded, but yeah, I opened the blog post. There's a lot to take away from this. Um, Warzone 2 and DMZ, we're going to get into in a few minutes. We'll, we'll wait on that. But, um, I wasn't asking you, what do you think about the fact that Mono Warfare 2's like actual content this season is limited to just one box bottom left. It, it's a it's a little strange to see. Yeah, that's that's, that's the one thing I'm like. The game you paid I mean, for is emphasized less in the bottom left corner. Everything else is all like, oh, bundles, Warzone Two DMZ, free to play stuff, battle pass. Is that I feel like Vanger kind of kind of set that in motion a lot more. That's what, what I was gonna say. Go ahead. I, I was gonna say 
I, I forget I forget Cold War roadmaps now, but we always used to dissect the roadmaps live on stream during Cold War season. But I, I always felt like since there was since there was zombies and there was others there was other things that just wasn't uh, you know a, a a PvP experience. There's some co-op stuff here for Spec Ops, but yeah, just one little tiny strip of information. And that's it. That's all we get. I know all the rest of the stuff is kind of like passive stuff we get that you have an option to buy. Like, for example, if you if you buy the $70 game, you don't have to buy the battle pass. So you don't even get new, the new Zeus operators. You won't get the new right, weapons right. until they have a challenge after the season. You won't get any of these limited time World Cup bundles or any of the bundles to begin with. So I think it's it's uh, like I said, Activision's not dumb. They know where the money is and they know that money's in Warzone. Uh, oh, yeah. To play Call of Duty experience. So absolutely. So Absolutely. they're like, why would we like try and focus everything on the money? We, we've already made a billion off this. Right. But like we've already right. in 10 days. It's probably it's probably going to do even crazier than that. So why even focus on this as much as our free to play experience that has shown in the, in the past to go massive, bigger than any other uh, premium title we've ever released. So right. Right. Or, or maybe right. not bigger than maybe not bigger than the premium title, but. You know, bringing a lot more, bringing a lot more viewership and, and money and and players oh, yeah. than than ever for sure. before. Like, so, so why rob us seventy dollars? I mean, you're not being robbed for seventy dollars, really. There's still content being added to it. It's just, it's, it's not. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the focus, the focus of the seasons. Uh, I, I felt like, especially with Modern Warfare and, and Vanguard, the focus of the seasons were always Warzone. Um, the thing about that is that they are basically one and one together, especially with the new engine and stuff like that. They are. Right. They're pretty much basically one to one, so that's why it's kind of like it kind of gets a pass because like, you know, you you level up these weapons faster in MP and 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 all those and all those stuff like that, and it's just right. We did get we did get some early gameplay of Shoot House posted on the Call of Duty YouTube channel yeah. yesterday. It is confirmed once again that Shoot the Ship Two is a playlist we'll be seeing in season one. Shoot House dropping literally less than a week from now on Wednesday the sixteenth. Shipment is coming during season one reloaded December fourteenth, and the Shoot the Ship playlist will be available like I think right after Reloaded comes out uh, late December. But to your point, I've seen a lot of tweets about this as well. If Call of Duty, if premium Call of Duty multiplayer just turns into a weapon leveling simulator. Which they uh, actually verbally said, or not verbally. Uh, they've they've they, implied they've, through they've, some marketing, right? They, they've implied. Yeah, they've, they've heavily implied it through marketing that right. Call of Duty is you level up faster. And like they want you to think that you know that this is something that is a main part of the premium titles now. They yeah. level up guns faster. Right, right. And, and I'm, I'm not a fan of them marketing premium call of duty that way because then you have the comments like we just saw in chat why am i being scammed 70 dollars? what's the point of buying the game every year it's like well you don't have to buy the game every year to level up your weapons True. you can level up your weapons just by playing warzone or now by dmz or whatever or plunder uh, or or, or, pl or plunder exactly or you can wait for those free access weekends and drink red bull and stay up the whole weekend and just and, and play multiplayer for like the three days you have it for free and then level up the guns and then take that into 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 warzone or whatnot there's a lot of ways to do it i just don't like that kind of that little precedent that, that Vanguard kind of set where that's what the game became. It, it got to the point where nobody was playing Vanguard multiplayer. You know what they did? It was like season three or season four. They released a bunch of the DLC weapons for free. For, for free. And I think on top of that, there was like some XP bonuses too if you use something or did something. So that's what I don't want to see for the future of multiplayer. You can admit what the focus is, right? Where the focus is at in terms of business. Sure. Oh, it's about the free-to-play element. It's about the BR. It's about this. Yep. But at least pretend that multiplayer is not a weapon leveling simulator. At least pretend. And I think 
The concerning thing with Modern Warfare 2's launch is that a lot of the multiplayer maps are elements and sections of Almazra. Do you think Activision is looking at that and saying, you know what? People might buy Call of Duty multiplayer more if they see the Battle Royale points of interest as 6v6 maps. Mm-hmm. Do you think maybe maybe they have data in front of them that says that's a better approach for multiplayer going forward? Just mm. taking sections of the BR map and then throwing respawn modes on them instead think, of doing completely original maps. I think it's a double maybe, whammy. It, I, I think it's a I think it's a two burn and one stone scenario. They get to make they get to put all the resources into a large scale battle royale map that everyone gets right. to play Warzone on and enjoy. They release that for free. But if you want to have these self contained little 6v6 maps of the same areas that are usually remasters or or even new areas that are just maybe you right. like maybe you like the fortress part of the map and you know that's 6v6 right, map right, right, right. um i think it'd be i i think it's uh it's a lot easier on the devs to do that because you're kind of it's like i said two birds in one stone you make a big battle royale map chop it up into a billion different pieces clip it and ship it and it's done uh for seasonal content for your next for the next year <laughs> because right. I, I find i find it so so weird to me that I think I mean I wasn't too big in the MW 2019 in that in that season, but I'm pretty sure there's some ground war maps that came out later in the cycle that was just that was just like large scales of the of the of the war zone map. Oh yeah, it was Verdansk. It was literally Verdansk. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And I and I think when you get to that point, it's kind of like I I've been playing around this area for like months now, and they're just adding it into like a ground war experience. Right. That's why a lot of the content never really right. appealed to me during in 2019 because it's kind of like, yeah, it, it just it's just weird. I don't know. I got a really weird vibe from it. Yeah, um, that's it, it. Seems like they're yeah. gonna be doing the same thing here, but this time El Masra is like a blackout map where there's a whole bunch of different remasters on it, and I think even the maps they have added that are that aren't remasters or anything. For example, the the fortress map which I mentioned, I think that map is pretty good. Uh, Embassy has its moments as well, but right. Right. Um, yeah, see, is literally right below high rise. If you didn't know. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying. I think here's my ideal scenario, right? Because mm. obviously there's remasters in Almazra, and I'm sure they'll be added to multiplayer at some point. But then that gets confusing too yeah. when you think about the whole greatest hits rumor for next year, 2023. Exactly. The, so it's like, oh, maybe they'll see. I guess that and I'm fine with that if they say, okay, we're not going to add high rise, dome, quarry, all those maps to MW2 multiplayer until next year. But then. Even that's weird because it won't even be in Modern Warfare 2 if it's a separate game on its own two feet. You gotta, that's a whole separate game you have to pay for to get those remasters. Weird. Anyway, ideally, here's what I'd like to see the game launches with completely original multiplayer maps, maybe squeeze in one remaster at launch as like a pre order bonus or whatever. Kind of like Vanguard last year had two World at War maps at launch. I, I don't care. Release the game with all original new maps. Maybe one or two of them could be little sections of like the BR map coming out. But then. I think the start of every new season should add in one new map, maybe one remaster, and the reloaded update could add the section for Ground War that's taken from the Battle Royale map. I feel like if you have that consistent schedule, we're, 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 we're balling. I think Cold War kind of followed that um, the closest as you're... Uh, I think Cold War followed that clo- like the closest as you're, as you're describing. Because obviously they would do... They would do the one original map. Obviously, you had like maps like Yamantau and and stuff like that that was themed around the season, which is amazing, by the way. Right. They, it just gives it just gives it just gives the season so much more identity and, and attitude and, and theme, which is amazing. Absolutely. Um, yeah, you do the one new map that's like you know kind of related. For example, in the cutscene, I think I, I think right. season four might have 
might have done it the best. How they literally turned collateral from a six into six v six map, and also like a, a combined arms war map as well. Yeah, and yeah. and also used it for zombies, which right. that's like those, those. That's the strongest I think strongest region for zombies is collateral, which is amazing. But for sure, for sure, yeah. And then obviously Treyarch, they did the the remasters as well. But yeah, I think that system and then applying this to MW and we've seen MW too, I think it'd be really cool to, to get new original maps because right now as we're seeing it stand, I think the only original maps we might be seeing are just sections cut off from Almazra. Um, I, I um, see I, I have very little to complain about with Modern Warfare 2. I, I promise you yeah. guys, I'm not at all trying to be that guy because I really like this game. I genuinely do. But that that's something that I'm like, mm, that's not going to sit well with the hardcore multiplayer people. And and with that, clearly the multiplayer section of the community, sadly, is turning into the minority for Call of yep. Duty. Even though you're like, oh, there's no way, there's no way multiplayer is a staple. It is. But I think, sadly, there's data in front of Activision that says we don't have to pump out original maps. We don't have to avoid cutting parts from Almazra because there's been people complaining on Twitter and Reddit that it's reused. We don't have to worry about any of that because this clearly is benefiting us more, whether it's financially, with player count, whatever. The retention with Call of Duty has changed drastically in terms of how people are playing the game, right? So the other thing, you know, seeing two remasters in season one, that's something that's that... that's all planned so far. That's all this <laughs> planned so this far. Plan. There's no doubt in my mind well, that Modern Warfare... That we know of. No doubt in my mind that Modern Warfare 2 is a big enough game to where we're going to see full roadmaps for every mid-season reloaded update. I guarantee you, Cold War got it. Modern Warfare 2 is already bigger than Cold War. I, I have no doubt that we're going to get full reloaded roadmaps. If we don't, call me shocked. I swear. But who's to say we can't get a new map during Season 1 reloaded on, the, on that surprise roadmap that we end up getting? Who's to say we can't get that? I'm sure at least the ground war map. Gunfight, I know that's been rumored for a while. Who knows when that's coming? Hopefully that's like maybe season two. I don't know. But not only could we get a new map during Reloaded, but I don't know if you agree with this. If they didn't add Shipment or Shoot House this season and they waited till let's see season, season three or four to add them in, I don't care how good the new maps are. All you would see everywhere. Exactly. Twitter, YouTube. Yeah. Worst with the ship. Worst with the ship. Add Shipment. Add Shoot House. New maps suck. I want a camel grind. I need, I need this. I, I'm kind of glad they just... Threw that out there just like this. Literally, look, if you're seeing me on camera watching this on YouTube chat, literally like this. They just threw it and said here, right away. So that, that that's out the way. So every season moving forward, there should be no excuse. We'll just get straight new maps or at least, quote unquote, new sections from Almazra that get added into multiplayer. And so now that these remasters are out the way, if honestly, I, I don't know if you guys in chat agree with this. I'm okay with no more remasters after the season one. I'm okay with saying, fuck it the rest of the year. No more remasters because 2023 is going to bring us that celebration anniversary 2023 surprise that has all remastered maps in it. I'm cool if, the, if this if that's their approach here. I'm totally game with that. But it's kind of, it was a double-edged sword anyway. You add these two remasters in, you make everybody happy because now you can camel grind, shoot the ship. But then you have the people that are like, oh, well, where's the original map at? Oh, but then those same people would have been crying anyway if these maps didn't come in. So it was a double-edged sword. Yeah. How, how, what would you say? I mean, the way I feel about it is that I feel like, I mean, maybe maybe uh, I'm wrong about this. Uh, but I feel like most people that play that played MW 2019, they just played shoot the ship. Um, when, when all, all I did when I hopped on there was play shoot the ship. 
to play to play shoot house to play shipment and i feel like infinity ward knows that and they're like let's try to put these out as fast as possible yep yeah um just so you know people like it's literally everyone's gonna be on one playlist for the, for the whole rest of the year right um right because 100 they'll never because, remove they'll, they'll never get rid of the playlist if they do it yeah exactly they'll, they'll never get rid of it <laughs> um and that's the thing it, it, this could apply to a black ops game too do you understand? I mean, it's the same, same exact concept here. If Nuketown's not in within the first three weeks, it, I mean, people yeah. are people are gonna go crazy. So, um, let me see. Oh yeah, I played that. But I'm number nineteen. People only play shoot the ship. Excuse me. Yeah, that, that's literally what it is. That that's literally what it is. So the the the, the f up thing now is like what Revive said. The maps are pretty solid. MW two so far. Yeah. So the fact that that's the case, we want to see more of that. <laughs> there's a reason to see more of that whereas mw19 the maps were not that great the map design was not it in my opinion people out there did not react to them well therefore everyone's like where's the remasters where's rust where's this 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 is a different game though different discussion to be had um also quickly go into it cdl mosfet's coming in season one developed by Treyarch. it's kind of like uh <laughs> almost like a beta for ranked play in a sense like just kind of getting people ready for the competitive Modern Warfare 2 multiplayer um, we know ranked play is coming I think they said early next year probably the launch of season 2 Treyarch's developing that um, we've talked about that before yeah Treyarch's gotta apparently do everything these days but I'm sure it's a very small team that's doing that I don't think it's anything where it's like their their work on the next Black Ops is like jeopardized because of a ranked playlist MW2 they already did the one for Vanguard same engine it's probably easy copy paste of a lot of parts of the foundation for for, for ranked and whatnot, so I, I'm not I'm not really concerned about that. But that's multiplayer. Now, here's something that I think you guys need to know more about, and we don't know much. I made a full video about it yesterday. We or I'm sorry, the day before yesterday. We don't know much, but the new battle pass. This image they released for it's pretty gangster, introducing us to a whole new battle pass model. Which I, I get the Ghost of Hope did leak correctly a couple months ago. He said it'd be more on par with the Fortnite model, and from the way it sounds with this description, I do think that it is like the Fortnite model. So, as it says, players will have more choices and more agency than ever before. Instead of a linear system, or instead of a linear stream of tiers set out in a scrolling row along the bottom of your screen, your battle pass takes the form of a multi-sector map. Players will unlock items using earned battle pass tier skips across the map, which I believe you'll earn tier skips through, I guess, just playing or doing challenges. It's themed around the current season. Each map has at least 20 sectors with five items in each sector. Tokens can be used to either unlock adjacent sectors or earn more items with an unlock sector. So these tokens can be used to unlock specific items within the battle pass at your own pace. The element of choice here. Does that sound like Fortnite to you? Because Fajari knows more about Fortnite than I do, by far. Does that sound kind of like the Fortnite model a little bit? What would you say? Um, I mean, yeah, there's definitely some, some vibes of it I'm getting where it's kind of like pick what you want first and, you know, just, you know, pick a, pick what items you want at your own pace and get rid of this linear system, which is kind of just boring. Um, doesn't, I think w when you give people the element of choice, they feel a lot more. Yeah. They feel a lot more. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. They feel a lot more motivated to like, you know, yeah, I get to choose this when I want. And it's just, I don't know how to explain it. It's very hard, but there's a reason why they do it. And it, because it makes people feel good and better about themselves, um, giving themselves the choice. Well, and, uh, yeah, I'll go ahead. Go ahead. And so, if someone says in chat, uh, you know, it's easy. 
it's exactly what they've been doing since COD, for COD Mobile for years. I don't know exactly what they even do in COD Mobile. I um, don't either. So, Parsa, if he's mm -hmm. here, he can enlighten us. Parsa plays a lot of COD Mobile. I don't know if he's here in chat today, mm -hmm. but... Um, so, said MCC had the best battle pass system. That, that That's another... That's a pretty bold opinion, too. MCC had, okay. Um, well, the, the thing is, as it says in the blog here, I think this is the important part. I think a lot of people got tired of the whole, oh, you want that item in your battle pass? Well, you either got to buy your way up there like this, you know, if you spend real money, or you got to play the game for X amount of hours to finally get to that tier or have tier skips that you could redeem or whatnot. Now it's like, okay, you want these items in the battle pass? Play for however long you want until you can get enough to just unlock that item for X amount of tier skips. So let's say the blueprint cost, what is it? I'm going to assume 15 tier skips. It's probably a different number than that. Oh, just play yeah. enough to get those 15 tier skips and hit redeem. But in the old battle pass model, if that if that weapon was at tier 45, that's a big difference. Only having to go 15 tiers versus 45 from before, being able to choose right away what you want. I mean, I think that there's potential there. But let me remind you guys watching this. We don't know the full details about this system. We have a very vague image here and a very mm. small description which teases it. But they did confirm a separate blog is coming out about this. So for those that are like, oh, this sounds like crap or blah, blah, blah. Let's be patient until I want to say Monday, Tuesday when they talk more about this. Then we'll break it. We'll really break it down and be like, all right, here's what's, here's what's going on here. Right? Right now, we don't know much. There's also COD points in the battle pass again. So I think it's kind of genius too because think about it. What if you're like a couple hundred COD points off of buying a bundle that you want and you have the new battle pass? Yep. You can just redeem those tier skips instantly for... Those COD points, oh, you get the bundle you want right away. You don't have to wait to get to, like, tier 70 to get all the COD points, you know, to then buy a bundle that costs 10 bucks, whatever. Um, here's the thing, though. The Vault Edition of the game is going to be granting people with, what is it? 55. 55. Tiers, 55 I, I, I think it's 55 on PlayStation. 55 on PlayStation. So here's what that tells me. I'll pull up the Vault Edition breakdown right now. What that tells me is that right away, if you're on PlayStation, Battle Pass comes out. You could just, I guess, literally auto unlock the new weapons, or or, or the blueprints for those weapons, or, or an operator skin, or the cod points, whatever. That's a quick advantage people are going to have. Exactly. That's huge because usually it's just the content creators or people that are well off financially that are going to buy the whole battle pass right out instead of grinding it. For me personally, I mean, oh, go ahead. What did I, say? I think someone in, someone in chat said you're still gonna have to grind they're not just gonna give us an ultra scan without 70 uh, 70 without unlock 70 tiers no yes, for sure true. for sure but i think you know it's it's definitely gonna be in pages right they said there's gonna be 20 sectors of five and i'm guessing it's gonna be like another scroll ui which you've seen time and time and again with modern warfare 2 with with the attachments with the the camo where you just keep scrolling and you have all these these little sections to do it but it's it's like I know what DK is trying to say about the COD points thing. Say you're say you're just like you're just there to buy a bundle, and it's like instead of grinding up five tiers, like oh maybe I'm three four tiers away from getting this right, uh, getting these COD points. I can literally just go and pick the COD points when I want them. Um, I, in Fortnite, I, I would do the same thing. I would I would always pick the V Bucks first over everything. I got to Go get like the the skin and and right know. right right um, right. Yeah, you get the, you just can make a choice like that. And it's, uh, I think, yeah, like, I, I think it, some people in chat were kind of confused about what we were saying. Yes, you still have to grind. You still have to grind. Do you have right. to still have to grind tiers? You can't just, you can't just, uh, for example, you get the battle pass. I level up four times. I'm going to go buy the tier 100 skin. No, you can't do that. Right. Um, right. right. You still have it, to progress through it. <laughs> you just get more of a little bit of a choice. It gives people a little bit more freedom. Uh, yeah. Or the, it, it's it, technically, it's the, 
it's the illusion of freedom, it's the illusion of choice. And when it comes down to it, you don't have any choice because there's always there's going to be a set amount of time before you can actually unlock the, all the 100 tiers, which will right. be able to be um, done faster in any way. You'll probably put in the same amount of playtime as you had before with previous battle passes. It's just now you get the, oh, I get the hold. I get to click what I want first. Yay, I get the hold. Yay. Yeah. But That's see, the thing, all it is. now the grind is not really game time necessarily. That's still important. But True. it's about your prioritization of the items you want unlocked. That that's where the new grind is. So I'm, this first battle pass will probably teach people for the rest of the year how to prioritize, like in what what's the mm. best strat to go unlock those high tier skip items faster, right? Those how to unlock those uh, those costly items a lot a lot quicker than might cost you know ten fifteen who knows how many tier skips. I'm very curious to see how. If it's if it's anything like the Fortnite system, Fortnite system has a, a system where every time you level up, you get five stars, and some items are worth three stars, some items are worth seven stars, some are worth uh, fifteen stars, whatever it is. I'm very right. curious to see if it's going to be every single time you level up, you get and you get a new currency, you get a new this. Um, judging by their cap, their quote unquote cap of prestige levels for a season being two hundred and fifty. I I'm very I have no clue on how they're gonna handle this currency system if they do do it for a battle pass. Right, right. I think I think there, there's if it's, every, if it's every level, if you get one for every level, that would be wait that would be like two hundred. You get two hundred currency for it. Right, but well, well here's my question. Right, does does Fortnite? Have, I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this, but does Fortnite have a way? Like, there's challenges to get more of those stars, right? To then get the items you want from the pass. So basically, how it works is that previous previously for Cold War, I mean, previous for Fortnite, I don't know why I say Cold War, um, <laughs> previous for Fortnite, I think it was you do you do quests, and those quests give you stars, and those stars immediately level try to level up your battle pass, I think. I forget. I, I don't know. It's been so long, I forget. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I know with this new system, the, the seasonal quests you get are just for XP, like for example, you do a quest to kill three people with this weapon, you get 27,000 XP and that just goes to your seasonal level. Got it. Got and then every time you level up, you get five stars. So obviously if you want to level up faster, you're going to go do those weekly quests. You're going to be coming back every week. You're going to be doing the special events. Right. Um, I'm really curious. I'm, I'm curious about a lot of things in this battle pass because I don't want it to be terrible. Because uh, obviously I want to, I, I like this game and I want to, I want to succeed. And I don't want stuff to be yeah, yeah, yeah. terribly, no, for sure. I don't want it to be terribly complicated and, and not fun to do, but Right, right i'm very curious very curious yeah skeptic was like don't talk about the nw2 ui i'm like well <laughs> i hope i hope things with the ui are ironed out sooner than later because if the battle pass ui is rough that's gonna piss people off so i mean we need that ui to be as smooth as possible really soon but then you look at the weapons that are coming out in season one obviously this is funny it's called the victus xmr sniper haha <laughs> zombies fans in chat can, can get a kick out of that one the victus sniper that's coming at launch through the battle pass we have the Bass PSMG coming at launch, also through the Battle Pass. But then we also have the M13B Assault Rifle at launch, not in the Battle Pass. So they explain how this is going to work. A new weapon receiver entirely is coming out mm -hmm. with Season 1. And that is the Bruin Ops Platform. There's three weapons apart of the Bruin Ops Platform. Only two of them are coming on Day 1. Which is, like I said, the M13B and the Bass PSMG. The third weapon, a part of that platform, is the Honey Badger, the Camara Assault Rifle, not coming until mid-season. So that also is a little controversial because I'm like, wait, 
do people want that though? When they release a new weapon receiver, do would people rather have all weapons in that receiver dropped right away, or are people okay with them saying, "Here's the receiver. You can see three weapons in this little tree. Only two mm-hmm. of them though are unlockable right now. The other one has got to be later." I, that's something I wonder if people are going to respond well to that because the way that's I see it, too. there's four weapons here for season one. I think the whole receiver should just come out day one. The full receiver should come out every time, all at once. Then midseason, drop the other individual weapons that are not part of any receiver. I think that's how you should separate things. How do, how do you how do you think they should um, do that? I think Infinity Ward or maybe even Activision they look at they look at different receivers as completely different entire weapons. Sure. sure. Um, which I mean, I obviously I get it. They are because obviously you have an M4 that can be a an M4 that can be a uh, an SMG with the hurricane. You know, it's it, it goes across different weapon classes, but I I think they're releasing the SMG and an AR version, right? On day one. Right. And it kind of, I don't know, I, it, maybe they should just do like both the AR versions on day one and then do the SMG one. So it's kind of like, you know, it's sort of grouped together. Um, I'm just coping because I want the Honey Badger as fast as possible. But... I, I do too. <laughs> I do too, man. I want the Honey Badger. That's what I'm saying. The Honey Badger has been leaked for I don't know how many weeks. People out there had that menu glitch when Campaign Early Access dropped and they were like in the firing range early. And the Honey Badger well, worked just fine. People were putting camels on it. I mean, it, the fact that they have to wait this long. I'm, I'm pretty sure Soap is, I mean, not Soap, Ghost is actually using that weapon during killer capture, like the, the, the literally the first campaign mission. Um, right. The one after you send the missile. Um, the one where you have to like protect the helicopter and everything in campaign. If you look at the gun he's using, it it doesn't really. For, I, I, for some reason, I thought I saw it. I'm like this. That's a honey badger. Um, so right. it's in campaign. It was in this weird pre day one launch thing when we had that firing range leak, and now it's just out of the game. So that makes me think they've had this like it, it was planned for the game, and they're like, okay, let's just wait till season one, I guess. Activision had to have realized if you save the Honey Badger for a seasonal update, that's going to bring in some huge, huge, huge uh, attention for just the weapon itself. I mean, that, that the Honey Badger is a fan favorite across the board. Even if people don't like, even people don't like ghosts, like the Honey Badger, like everyone's going to admit that. Uh, I think there's a hidden genius in the way they're doing the, these weapon platforms right now, though the way they're releasing it, because yeah. it kind of it's kind of like it is, it is the same weapon, it's the same platform. But it's kind of it, it's kind of telling you. I've said kind of way too many times. Holy freaking shit! I need to stop saying kind of. Kind of. <laughs> you call that himself. It's, That's funny. It, yeah. I, I, whatever, man. It's it gives you that power and illusion that there's like you're getting multiple weapons to use on day one of launch because right, of this right because right. of this platform system. You get an SMG right. and you get an AR, even though they're like they're pretty much almost the exact same thing they're in the same family they're the same they're the same family tree so to speak yeah so i think if they were released like both ars at once people would be like what the hell is this what's going on here so that's why i think there's a hidden genius in that to where they can kind of get away with doing the the platforms like they're like they're going to be doing like stretching them out and because obviously because obviously once we get the season one reloaded most people are going to have those guns unlocked and, and leveled up and people are going to be looking for the next thing which is the honey badger. And I think they know people are waiting for the honey badger. Um, so they don't want to like quote unquote boulder load immediately. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, I mean, there, there's something really important about call of duty blowing their load. I mean, they re- I feel like they really haven't though. <laughs> I feel like I, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I feel like they've been doing a good job with spreading things out accordingly. 
But yep. remember that rumor we talked about it? Maybe well, maybe it was the last pod or maybe the one before that. Um, chat window was busted. Yes, Captain. I don't know. Streamlabs yep. was a lot, a lot of weird technical issues today. Them. Yeah. Um, th- th- we talked about this, I think, I forgot which pod it was. I, it might have been right before MW2 came out. There was a rumor that apparently <laughs> Modern Warfare 2, or excuse me, Infinity Ward had almost too much planned for November, December, and Activision was considering spreading that out even more. Like, we're talking, again, mm-hmm. campaign multiplayer spec ops, Warzone 2 DMZ raids, all the extra content updates, the battle pass, all this. Activision was like, let's spread all that out. The rumor was that Infinity Ward was like, no, let's bring all that within, like, a month and a half. And I think, as of now, things are spread accordingly. If raids would have came out next week, I'd be upset. Raids really does deserve... Raids does deserve its own time in the spotlight. I think Raids should always always come out during a midseason update. That's the way I that's the way I think. Yeah. Um however, if I had it my way, I'd still say drop Warzone 2 with season one next week and drop DMC the week after. I, I think I think they should do that. I think that spread mm. makes a lot more sense. That that's the way that's the way I, I I'm thinking right now. And that's interesting. going back to what we said earlier about like the remasters, the multiplayer content. <laughs> If anybody out there right now is like, oh my god, multiplayer is getting shafted for season one, I get it. You don't see any new modes on the roadmap for multiplayer. I get it. I, I, I understand. But I wouldn't want multiplayer to get the spicy, juicy updates now, especially with how crazy wow. pack season one is. Yeah, I I'd rather I'd rather see season one get the juicy stuff season two through six when there isn't a big ass release like Warzone and DMZ at that same yeah. time. Then add the new multiplayer shit because. Do that now, it's going to get overlooked so quickly. What, what, what would you say? Yeah, I, I was going to say that too, where you know people are like, oh, MP is getting shafted. And I, I, I don't think that is going – hopefully it isn't the case for the entire rest of the, the cycle because obviously they want to focus on Warzone 2. They want Warzone 2 to be successful at launch. They want it to continue that success throughout the cycle. Um, so right now they want that as the focus. So that's why we see only four boxes or five boxes in the roadmap. Yeah. Uh, for yeah. season one for, for MW2 right. because right. they want you, they want this to be a successful launch for them. Obviously they're a business. They want to make money. Um, it would be stupid for them to, to say, oh yeah, let's, let's just, this, this game just made a billion dollars. It's the hot, fastest selling Call of Duty ever. Let's just not do anything for them. And I know I said something earlier where it's like, oh Yeah like they can wait like we've made a billion dollars on this game they can probably the people are going to be around to wait for content to be added into multiplayer oh and sure. it's not like nothing's being added two fan favorite maps are being added people are going to be kind of grinding the shit out of that yeah and yeah and like i said you got the you got the new battle pass the grind out you know it's it's uh it's all around season one is definitely a war zone focused season but hopefully we don't see that as a trend throughout this game. And I don't think it's going to be. I don't, I don't think, think it will. I don't think it will be either. I mean, I'm kind of happy that I'm sure we've talked about this in our last pod, but I'm happy that the camo grind that we're going to be doing. I'm glad that we've kind of paused that, not just because we have other things we're working on, but I personally think like, like you told me before, that's the, the camel grinding is best safe for when devs go on vacation for, was it two and a half weeks, whatever, when there's no new content being added, they kind of leave us after season one reloaded comes out. And we're kind of just chilling from December 14th to like January 6th or whatever. I feel like that's the ideal time to say, okay, this is the content we have in game. Nothing else is being added to after the holidays. Now let's grind everything. And on top of that, shoot the ship is in the game. Perfect timing yeah. to get into all that, all that shit. I'm happy we waited on that. Um, yeah. I have, I have almost platinum ARs and that's it. Um, sure. I've been doing yeah. it very, I've been doing it very just 
it's such a casual grind, unlike anything we've ever seen in Call of Duty before. It's it's actually there's nothing really stressful about it at all. Um, the really challenges not. are easy, they're there's fast, not. and yeah. I, can, I can't even imagine how fast they're going to go once shipment is in because that shit is going to go like that. Right. Um, right. And like you said, it's going to make for good streams. You know, everyone's kind of chilled out. Um, there's not that much marketing going on. It'll be good for uh, streams every day and keeping something going. So. No, absolutely. Done. I'm very excited about that. Yeah, that's, that, that's definitely going to be happening here on the channel. Um, with that being said, we also have the operators as a part of the season. We have, I believe, the six new operators dropping. Three of them are limited time. Obviously, Messi, Pogba, Neymar Jr. We have the World Cup crossover to look forward to here. It's going to be cool. I mean, people out there are like, oh my God, athletes in Call of Duty. I'm like, hey, I think they're definitely going a more COD Mobile approach with crossovers going forward. Getting more celebrities and more athletes to promote the game and whatnot. Um, I want to say Vanguard did set a precedent where we are going to get one crossover a season. Cold War didn't do it every season, but Vanguard, I think, <laughs> almost taught Activision how to do it <laughs> as often as possible. And it's obviously because Vanguard needed it for the boost and bundle sales. Modern Warfare 2 doesn't need that, but Activision sees the potential for sure in doing crossovers like this. And the messy operator pack, I, I don't know if we're allowed to show it on screen. I know Swag did when he was at the studio the other day with the event. Yeah, you, you can, you can. I, I, did Charlie, who tweeted about it today? Was it Charlie Intel or was it Doug? Somebody... I saw images. I on, I'll just look at messy operator or messy bundle. There's definitely images going around of like the contents. Here it is. It's a blue blueprint. A hey, blue's our color chat, so we gotta rock that. It has blue tracers. Yeah, it has the tracer icon here. Um, these look great. I mean, I, I'm very excited about. Uh, I, this might be the bundle I do get, the messy one, because of the blue. Just the blue alone. Even though I do like messy, I don't watch soccer too much, but uh, messy's awesome. Um, really nice content in the pack, and it's for the FSS Hurricane. Beautiful. I love using that weapon. Definitely, definitely really exciting stuff here. But we have those crossover packs coming. We obviously have Zeus, the new character of the season. Hopefully the seasonal cutscene introduces him as a strong character and there's actually a reason why he exists. I do hope the story is as strong as Cold War's post-launch. If it's not, that'd be shocking considering the crazy note the campaign ended on, the amount of potential that's set up. I mean, they've already confirmed that raids are going to also follow up on the campaign. So there's a lot to explore there with the narrative. So we'll see who Zeus is. We have a redacted character Named Klaus Fisker. You don't even know what he looks like yet. They just have his name. They haven't, I guess, made his model. But he's coming mid-season. Gaz also coming mid-season. That's going to be huge. That's going to sell great. So, mm -hmm. again, there'll be, obviously, a, uh, a bundle for these characters. And that, that'll be the only way to get them. But, yeah. Let me know in the chat. Are you guys going to be getting the uh, the World Cup crossover athletes? I mean, are you going to buy any? What do, you, what do you think? Are you going to buy any uh, of that? Uh, probably not. Uh, being honest, probably not. But, he, but he's like, I don't watch soccer. Why would I buy? <laughs> he's like, uh, you know. It's not soccer. It's football, oh, it's, it's, it's football. Yeah, it's football. It's F-U-T. Uh, it's football. Um, nope. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But yeah, there's that's the content we know so far for, for, for season one. Um, obviously, there's bundles and stuff showcased on the... On the roadmap. I want graves. Well. Just bring graves. Bring Game graves. Sad. Yeah. You know, I love that shit. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait for that, man. Um, I, I mean, we didn't see a body. If Alex could come back, I think graves can come back. I think I think everybody out there could agree. We, 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 should, we, should, definitely, we should definitely see. Uh, I mean, that would sell like crazy, too. I think Activision knows that. They're going to find the creative way to bring him back. There's a reason we didn't see a body. I think there's a, there's a big reason why we didn't see a body. <laughs> but now kind of transitioning into... The gameplay event that took place this past Wednesday, I'll have to try to lead the discussion at first with this one because this was a very strange time for the Call of Duty community. There was no marketing leading up to this event. Yeah. I had heard about it. I had heard that, yeah, creators were being flown out 
to play the Warzone 2 update and to see DMZ for the first time. And when I heard that, I'm like, all right, that's interesting because nearly all the creators that went to COD Next were not invited to this one. I'm like, that's totally fine. Can't go to everything, of course. But they put a focus on two groups of people, celebrity Warzone streamers and Escape from Tarkov creators. The celebrity Warzone streamers, I get it. That's huge for marketing. They had to do that. The Tarkov creators, though, that was what really intrigued me. I'm like, okay, they really want to make sure people know that DMZ is the Escape from Tarkov equivalent. Even if they don't say it in a blog post, it's implied heavily. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't able to attend. Totally fine. Totally fine. Um, I had a lot of fun with you guys on stream. We had a great stream. Mm -hmm. Did a countdown, did a reaction. It was great, breaking everything down with you guys. We had a fantastic time. So either way, stream something. But what were your first impressions, before we get into the specifics of DMZ, just the event, the uh. way that that was handled? Because it was very out of nowhere, and then there wasn't much said. The event kind of started, and people like weren't prepared. I mean, it, it was it was odd. How, how, yeah, how would you describe that? I'm really, I'm really questioning, or I'm really thinking about what the behind the scenes looked like for this event because, you know, you're showcasing you're showcasing Warzone Two DMZ worldwide reveal. No one's had, no one's ever seen DMZ before and what it entails, and there was not like one tweet about it saying like, yeah, this event's happening. Uh, go watch all your favorite content creators. At least I believe there wasn't. I didn't, I didn't see anything. There wasn't. Charlie Intel did put one out right before it started. Call of Duty had not. Call of Duty, I think, had only said, stay tuned for season one info tomorrow. Which, yeah, the, the roadmap did come out. But there was no mention of, like, hey, do you guys want to see DMZ tomorrow? Like, it, yeah. it just, yeah, it, yeah. Just, it, was just, it was just like this. I just pulled the tweet Yeah, out. that kind of, that's really just, I don't know what they're thinking with that, really. Because uh, the event itself was kind of all over the place, um, to say the least. Uh, I feel like there was just there was so much <laughs> just so much going on and it was so it much organized and it was just I, I don't know yeah. I, it, and I'm, I'm I don't want to talk about you know the the DMZ stuff yet because I'm we're gonna get to that but yeah um, yeah I feel like I'll, I'll, people are more confused now than they were going into it about what DMZ is oh one hundred percent that later one hundred percent I I will say that the way the event was handled was probably not the way to do it, especially showcasing something as new as DMZ. But we'll touch on Warzone 2 first because there's less to say about that. And I'm sure people are are still a bit... Or I'm sure people are still a bit uh, confused because of how much got revealed yesterday. Like I said before, I'd be six feet under dead probably if Ajardi hadn't been by my side through all this COD 2.0 shit. There's been so much... All over the place to, to, to look at, read, take notes on, make videos on. It's There's very, a lot going on. It's very easy to get swamped and do nothing. And easy. All day. Easy, man. To get swallowed in the stress of how much is going on, it's easy. So, yeah. I'm. Someone said Tim got invited but didn't go. Well, I'm assuming it's because he had the AT&T thing, right, the other day. Was that, was that what it was? I'm, I'm assuming. But uh, Skeptic, Skeptic said I got invited. Glad I turned them down. Said I caught always <laughs> trying to steal my clout, dude. That's hilarious. Yeah. I, as we'll touch on more later, I just think, I understand the groups they flew out, but for the showcase I think they wanted to present, it might not have been the exact crowd that had the right audience to showcase that I properly. Don't, I don't think, I don't think it gave the impression they wanted through the market. That's the event. best, that's the best way to put it. I, you worded that perfectly. Mm. You worded that perfectly. But, you know, let's start with 
And I covered this in the video last night, Chad. I made a whole video just about that event. Let's start with Warzone. So I have this, I have rapid fire notes right here that, that I used for the video last night. Loanets can only be obtained in a number of different ways. You can no longer buy them from a buy station, but they will drop from the sky as we've been accustomed to the past couple of years of Warzone 1. But there's another way to do it. You can do strongholds and black side objectives to get your loadout. I love that. I know at Cod Next, I said, hey, I'm okay with no loadouts in Warzone 2. I like the change, make it feel like a traditional battle royale, make it feel like blackout. I'm cool with it, but I acknowledge a majority of people are not going to accept this. The Warzone celebrity streamers are not going to accept this. Their audiences are not going to accept that. So let's compromise. Bring loadouts back, but in a different way, a unique way. And they did. You just can't, you just can't drop into a match, loot a bunch of cash, buy your loadout within 45 seconds. You can't do that anymore. I like that. But you could still set up your loadout, obviously, before a match starts. And you can buy the primary weapon of that loadout through buy stations. That's huge. You won't get the perk package or the secondary or the equipment from doing that. But you can at least buy your primary from a buy station anytime and they're expensive. You can also upgrade that primary weapon at that buy station by using cash. You can buy attachments. However, you can also loot attachments around the environment and attach them for free, just like Blackout. So I personally love the sound of that because if it was only a system where loadouts just drop in halfway through and there was no black sites, there was no purchasable option, they would be crying about how long you have to wait for that buy station to drop or for that loadout to drop in. So I'm glad they've compromised with people. Loadouts aren't going anywhere. I'm like, Vajardi even wrote when we were planning out that video yesterday, because of, I think, celebrity Warzone streamers alone, there will never be a drastic change in the Warzone ecosystem whatsoever. That I mean, would you agree with that? I think that's, I mean, we, we talked about that yesterday. What would you um, say? Can you, can you repeat that? You kind of... Yeah, for me for a second. The lo the loadout system, or just yep. a, a lot of the the core elements of Warzone are never going to change because of I think even celebrity streamers alone with their audiences, mm -hmm. with what they're what they're what they're advocating for, we'll never see that big of a change to something like that. Yeah, definitely. I think it's it's weird to say because obviously with things like zombies, Treyarch is like the opposite in that sense where they didn't they just they literally giga chat and just didn't they just produce something that didn't fall accustomed to what content creators were used to. We yeah. saw it with Black Ops 4, we saw it with Outbreak, we even saw it with Cold War, new armor systems and, right. and how to upgrade stuff in that. Um, Absolutely. But but with Warzone, I feel like they're, they're, they're kind of almost afraid to make change, um, even though I don't think it would even be that detrimental because it is a free-to-play AAA title, Call of Duty right. attached to it. Um, I, think people, I think people hold loadouts way I, I think loadouts are way too they loadouts get way too much praise than i think they deserve i think um i don't think i, know, it's I, agree. Of warzone. I, I don't I, think it's the most yeah. unique thing in warzone i don't think it is either i i mean it's like i've said too with, with with loadouts i mean i don't think you should have to sit in the toilet and watch a tiktok to know what the best loadout is for the week i don't think you should have to watch a video in general to know what the best thing is to use not to say that that con the type of content should go away because the content isn't going away for those people that, that focus on that shit but i think warzone 2 giving you more options with how you play and how you use loadouts, how you buy things. I think that is going to make the content game even more interesting with people that do cover Warzone full-time. I think that's going to drastically change how people look at the armory system in comparison to Warzone 1. So I'm down for the change. I, I really am. Mm -hmm. um, but beyond that, I'm happy with the Gulag change that we're apparently getting. It's still a 2v2, but this time it's different. AI won't be in the Gulag until deeper into the actual gunfight. And the way that works is... 
you will be in a 2v2. If you guys use proximity chat and just agree, but you put your hands up and say, we're not going to kill each other. And the AI known as the Jailer spawns in. If you guys team up to kill that guy, all four of you spawn back in. That is going to change the game forever. That alone. Now, if you guys all put your hands up and don't kill the Jailer, all four of you guys fail. Or you can still go the traditional route of, oh, it's a 2v2. It's like gunfight. Kill the other two people and then you and your teammates spawn back in. There's a lot of ways to play the Gulag now. Will the 1v1 Gulag come back? I'm sure it will at some point. I don't think that's gone forever. Interrogations, a whole new feature. You kill an enemy, you pick up his phone, and it could, it could reveal his teammates' locations on the UAV. That's fucking... That's awesome. I love that. The end cutscene will show you more stats now. How much damage you did, how many enemies you killed, how many AI you killed, what your uh, specialty was that match. Were you the kill leader? Were you the objective completer? What did you do? Like, That's awesome. Uh... Also, there's a nuke in Warzone 2, which sounds really fascinating. Apparently, it's so rare that you're probably never going to see it, and it's very hard to complete. So I'm assuming it's a rare contract of sorts. Um, I'm not sure how that'll work exactly, but I guess the world's first team that gets a nuke in Warzone 2, that's going to go viral. I can't wait to see that. Also, there's an <laughs> electric GMC that you could drive around in Warzone 2, but they haven't added electric superchargers around the map. You just have to fill it with gas, so that's kind of funny. <laughs> I wrote that down. But before we get to DMZ... Fajardi, what are your thoughts on those quality of life changes to Warzone 2 so far? Um, I think it's uh, it's definitely a nice step in the right direction. Um, I think stuff like interrogation will... It's just, it's just another thing to do because I feel like now the interrogation system is going to stop people from just instant downing, throwing knife right at their face. Um, right. Which, right. I think it's, which I think is very, very important because they're trying to... I, I know what they're doing and they're trying to change as much as possible with trying to keep everyone as happy as possible. Yes. Um, and, you know, like the loaders are back, but they're kind of not. Um, it, it's like, I remember in the blog post, it literally says like, loadouts aren't going anywhere, like that type of thing. Like they, they know the people, what the people want, but it's just like they how they're, how they're kind of changing that in a little bit. Like they're, uh, they're yeah. mixing it up. Like I think, I think the interrogation thing is gonna be—it's gonna be put a lot of people on their, uh, put a lot of people on their heads. I give them props because I think devs—that's that's their greatest challenge ever—is how do you innovate on something that was already working fine? How do you innovate it enough to where it reaches a new audience, to where it feels fresh, while not removing what made that special in the first place, to where you piss off your OGs and you, you release something that's so controversial that it ends up flopping? That's a challenge. So I give them props trying to figure that out. I mean, we also have the fact that if you own Modern Warfare 2, you'll get an XP boost at the end of every Warzone 2 match. Another incentive to own the premium Call of Duty. With that, I mean, I talked about this before. Warzone 1 had this thing where it came out 24 hours early for MW19 owners. I wonder if they're going to do that next week. That, imagine how that would be, actually. So Season 1 starts Wednesday. What if by Tuesday, if you own Modern Warfare 2, you could play Almazra. You could at least play BR. Maybe not Plunder, maybe not DMZ, but you could at least play one part of it. That would be a cool offer. I'm wondering if that's going to be a thing. Um... Armor remains the same like it was at COD Next, but there's different tiers of armor. So you can only equip one armor plate until you find a satchel. That I don't understand because in the gameplay we saw the other day, people spawned in with two plates and they had the ability to put two plates on. So they got a satchel to put three on. I don't know if that was a bug or what that was, but that was the description written out. Um, in terms of backpack and looting, the backpack seems like it got cleaned up a little bit. The UI looks a lot smoother, a lot smoother than what it was at Next, a lot smoother than what Blackout used to be. The looting is still relatively the same where you don't just open a chest and things just pour out on the ground. Things pour out on the ground when you kill somebody or you like open a care package or whatnot, but 
looting a chest is still like you have to scroll through picked items that you want, but you can now at least spam that quicker so you can grab things and, and get on your way. You don't want to stand still for 15 minutes and get <laughs> and get shot at yeah. while you're looting. So they've improved it, and I think it'll stay that way. I don't think they're going to make any other changes to that, but um, I'm really excited about all of this. I mean, I was watching that gameplay the other day, and I'm like, God damn, I really want to play. I really want to play some Warzone so bad. I'm having withdrawals from COD Next, seriously. But yeah, overall, the information about Warzone 2 is really exciting. AI is also heavily improved. You're only going to see AI in Warzone 2 if they're at Black Side, Strongholds, obviously the Gulag. You're not going to see them walking around like they do in Ground War or like they will be in DMZ. Um, but that, that that's pretty much Warzone 2. Anything else that uh, I missed there? 150 players. That's going to be the player cap uh, to start. Anything else you want to say about, about the Battle Royale element of this? Um, no, I think that pretty much covered all that. No, for sure. For sure. Um, but now, jumping into DMZ... This is, how do I start with this? It's concerning because with the rumors that it's been developed for so many years and then seeing the showcase that we got, that for sure stained people's idea of what DMZ is supposed to mm -hmm. be. You said it best earlier. It wasn't the showcase or it didn't give off the impression I think they wanted to give off when they yeah. did this. I don't know if the solution- the effect. Yeah, I don't know if the solution would have been trailer first, blog post, and then developer interview video, then creators play. Because I think, yeah, I think go, go something ahead. like that. I think there's this there's this big expansive sandbox mode where you know we've heard rumors about it for years. It has for years how it has all these in depth systems like economy, market, uh, all these objectives to do. Which we which to be fair. We did see a lot of the objective stuff, but we don't even know if any of that economy stuff is even real at this point. Um, right. I do think the way to attack a mode like DMZ is you you make a full. I mean, maybe maybe this, maybe they are still going to make this a, a dev video talking about what the objective start to finish really is in this mode because I feel like people don't even know that right now. Right. I, I feel people like people are, are even more confused. Yeah. Uh, with DMZ than they were before. Um, so maybe they, they make a dev video just about DMZ. You know, I think it would do a lot more good than talking about map design or, or something. Um, and yeah, you explain, you know, what the what the real objective is with the entire mode. What do you do after you finish a raid? What do you do or how does that affect you going back into a raid? Um, how does the insurance system work? That wasn't even talked about. That wasn't no, about even, not at not all. Not even mentioned in the blog post, not even mentioned in this. Um, right. I'm pretty sure the time limit is 45 minutes on the games. If I'm not is there really a time limit though when the storm like consumes everything? I mean, that's still a really long match, but is that yeah, really what it is? I, I, I don't even. I think it's I think it's 45 minutes, which is still which is still in, incredibly long. But I mean, yeah, and you you can set an outbreak forever if you want. But I guess it's kind of there's yeah, a, it's just you uh, and three other people. But right, right, um, right. Yeah, I, I just I don't know you, you, when the when the Go ahead. Are you going to say the thing I said about Outbreak and Round Base? You, you, you take it away. That's all you, man. <laughs> take it away. So I forget I, I forget what exactly what I said, but I'm going to go back because I know I saved it uh, in, in our chat with DK. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find it real quick. Um, yeah, yeah, this is what I, I think. I said this in chat on like while the gameplay while was While we were watching. Mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. said the thing is people are going to say this mode is bad, DMZ. Because they're going to try it and play it like Warzone. When it is nothing like Warzone, you shouldn't approach it like Warzone. Just like how people are trying to play Outbreak like round-based back a year ago. Um, Which is completely wrong. Right. 
yeah, you're almost you're almost just setting yourself up for failure if you go into it thinking it is a BR when it's this complete opposite of that. And that's why I feel like the showcase we got did not give up the desired effect because a lot of the people there were playing it like a BR. They were rushing in, they were YY spamming, they were it was just kind of <laughs> YY spamming. It was just kind of it was just kind yeah. of weird, you know. It was just kind of weird to see. Um there was some gameplay that I do think really encapsulated what the mode can and will be. I think Symphony captured that very well. Very well. Symphony was going um, off. Love watching that. Yeah, like he he was kind of doing like tactical. He was he was being tactical with it. He was yeah he, he was playing with his squad. He was staying near them. But you know, you, you, I was watching some other people like Swag, and they were kind of just like all on their own. They all just kind of died in one area. And then they would get up and just move immediately, which I don't think that's really the point of it. Um, it just it but, was odd seeing. Celebrity well, Warzone streamers, people, you need people to like Swag there because he has the he has the you know his big following. I'm not saying you know, and obviously it's a new mode at the end of the day, so people aren't going to know exactly how to play it. Like you should be a pro at this game mode. What are you doing? Yeah, but I, I think I, you should at least recognize it's nowhere. It's nothing near what Warzone is. Um, right, right. Yeah, I'm not saying they shouldn't. Have, see, I'll, I'll make that very clear. I'll, I'll never say that they shouldn't have been there because there's a reason they were there. I mean. The, 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 the Warzone celebrity streamers, for sure. Yeah, but and, and they, they, I'm sure they performed. You know, they showcased Warzone two very well. After they they absolutely um, did. They I, I thought they I thought that was the, the highlight for them. For I mean, it makes sense. But the irony here, I'll say this. I'm, I'm going to approach this carefully because people could take this out of context quickly. If you would have had, let's say, somebody like Espresso Immortal, Prestigious Key, me, Kessel from Charlie Intel, Exclusive Ace, J God. The quote unquote content creators that make videos. This we we stream and we play. We're, we're we're still sweats, but we're not Warzone sweats, right? If you have us play, let's say DMZ, I think you would have saw a different showcase compared to the celebrity Warzone people that played it, right? And I'm not saying, oh my god, uh, you should have been there. I no, no I'm, I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying when we saw the Tarkov people playing DMZ or even Symphony, like you said, that's when we're like, oh shit. Now we can kind of get a better idea of this from watching yeah. them. Cause you're not, like you said, you're not meant to jump in and start, you know, quickly looting areas, YY spamming, slide canceling, dolphin dive. You're, you're meant to sit in these areas, do everything you can in the environment, loot everything from every room. And be tactical. Be tactical. Be watch the AI, because the, the AI was beating the living hell out of uh, Nadia, all, all these celebrity Warzone people. They were getting one tap, they were getting headshotted. So the AI is going off. <laughs> the AI is absolutely gone. Yeah, I was loving it. <laughs> they are taking your armor. They are they are going in, right? So you can't you can't fly through things. It's kind of like outbreak too in that sense. Like you said, outbreak you you could you could I guess fly around and whatnot, and you you could speed run your way through things, but you're not supposed to. You're supposed to explore the environments, do all the side objectives, do this, do that. So look for intel. Look know, for intel. All types of things like that. So you know. I'm looking at the DMZ footage, and there's still so much to grasp. I don't think any of us are really going to truly understand what the mode is about until people are playing it worldwide next week. It's not as simple of a concept as just a battle royale or a multiplayer or even a spec ops mission. It's not linear like that. And and there's so much we don't know still. And it reminds me of, like, you know, at COD Next, we played Warzone 2, right? We didn't see everything about Amazra. We didn't know there was a shipment remake sitting in the fucking water. Yep. We didn't know there was the Storm remake from 2009 DLC. We didn't know a lot of things about Amazra, even after we had played three, four, five games of it. There was 150 of us. An even smaller group of people, only 50, were there the other day. Of course they weren't going to grasp and understand everything about DMZ. And they, I don't think they were supposed to, but I think the showcase was supposed to be a little bit different. 
And sadly, it wasn't. But we'll, we'll go step by step with I, this. Go ahead for, before I go into that. I go, just think the the entire point of this the conversation and point we're trying to make is yeah. that it's it's almost going to kind of stain uh, this mode reputation that's been hyped up for that's been hyped up for multiple years. Um, which I mean, it's not it's not really it's not really like anyone's fault because obviously like it's 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 just the the way the event turned out, I suppose. Um, throwing throwing all these people into a game mode style they don't even know how to play or they don't even know how to right um, don't really know how to do because you know all, all they do know is, is Warzone which I mean that's fair it's it's gonna it's gonna happen but I, I don't like how the impression that put on the community saying this is just plunder 2.0 this is just I, what is this this is, this, yeah. is this looks like shit like because I, I don't because understand the that. way it was because the way it was presented was, wasn't the best I, that's, right, I mean, that's right. what we're the yeah. more, old thing we're trying to say here like honestly, if you even if like if you watch that gameplay with knowing zero knowledge about Escape from Tarkov or tactical gameplay or the division or games like that, I still don't see how you could have take you could have took away. Oh, it's Plunder Two. There's only one reason you could take take that away. It's only because of the end game, which we're gonna get into, which is that oh, you just pretty much did that for XP. That I get, but we'll talk about that later. I'll say maybe the creators that were there that don't like those kind of games. Because I'm just going to assume here that a lot of the Warzone celebrity people that were there don't play that type of experience ever. They don't play Tarkov, whatever. That's fine. But maybe they would have been able to showcase it better, even lacking that knowledge, if they had seen a trailer beforehand or read a blog post beforehand or got a developer sit down beforehand about what to do. I, that, that's what I'm thinking. But one of the things I wanted to get into was I think the leaks really harmed the expectations for DMZ. The yeah. one leak that we could know is for sure is that, yeah, it's meant to be this Escape from Tarkov equivalent, but when you have Hope, you know, tweeting out a video of th these Michael Jordan jump shots saying that he was on point with leaks all year, but then you have an entire list of DMZ leaks that are 100% false. That's, I mean, we laughed about it because I'm like, dude, what? He may have gotten things right and still is going to going forward, but with DMZ, marketplace to buy trade, kind of true because if you find things around the environment like wine bottles, game consoles, toothpaste you could sell that for money at a buy station that's different from warzone 2 from br i like that system but it's not what i think he leaked it as which is like a marketplace of like oh yeah you can you know sell things you can buy blueprints you can do that maybe you get that later in a post launch update but he says earn skins blueprints and more to use across mp warzone we didn't see that um at least four maps in development that's false dynamic weather and day night cycle that's false pvp slash pvp online offline that's false there's no there is no offline for this so things like that I'm just like, all right, maybe at one point those things may have been true or somehow it was wrong. We're not trying to go into discussion about, oh, you know, is he is he always accurate? Is he clout chasing? We, we don't care. Point being is that that's a prime example of why I always say in videos, take fucking rumors with a grain of salt because th they might be somewhat on par with what we end up seeing. But sometimes expectations get set so high to where then things get revealed and everyone's like, where's that? Where's this? Devs probably have their hands up like, when did we say that was ever a thing? When did we say that was in development? And I feel bad for the devs in that sense. Prime example I can give, COD Next. People that work, people that are higher up at Activision were laughing about the whole VR rumor for, for Modern Warfare 2. They're like, we haven't seen a VR headset in our office. What the fuck are they talking? What is Ralph talking about? That to me is hilarious because it's like something that specific is so wrong. It's, it, it, it makes you think. How how is that even a, a rumor, right? Um, what I, were you gonna say? I think you know, looking at this tweet of the list of stuff that was um, potentially wrong is that one thing that sticks out to me. It says in beta at launch, 
which makes me think, you know, <sighs> we, we might get some of these features that were leaked later down the line, like season sure. two or season three, maybe sure. even reloaded. Sure. Um, but I think, I don't know. Uh, people are, people are stupid at the end of the day and they, you know, when something gets tweeted out like this, they take it as fact, uh, like pretty much immediately. Yeah. And they started thinking these things that, you know, this big expensive mode, they'll have all these things do this and that. And then it just doesn't have it and it'll be added later. But then the damage is already done because people thought it, it, the people thought shit should already been in the game at launch. And then it's, I don't know. It, yeah. It gets, very it, sticky. It, it gets that's real. What Vanguard zombies. Exactly. It gets real sticky that way. Everybody in chat asking, Oh, is hope reliable? But I'm not saying they haven't been, they haven't been reliable before. I'm just saying no matter how reliable they've ever been still take things with a grain of salt because Ralph is the dude that started off with boom, 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 boom specifics. We're like, oh, on the money, on the money, on the money. And then all of a sudden, everything was the complete polar opposite. Criminally wrong at a certain point to where it's not even close to reliable anymore. Crazy. It's crazy. I think, I think we should we should probably, you know, wrap up the DMZ stuff and then do who are these people and then, and then uh, wrap up the pod. But one thing I will say about the DMZ and all the leaks and everything and how I related it to Vanguard Zombies is that there was, a, I, there was a lot of things that Vanguard Zombies added, and I'm pretty sure every time something was added to, to VGZ, people would say, this should have been at launch. Should have been at launch. Been, been, right, been there. right. I feel right. like we're going to see the same thing with DMZ because these these leaks that came out, this should have been at launch. Why wasn't this at launch? Why wasn't this at launch? So it's just going to yeah. be a hate train um, throughout the entire yeah. season. Uh, I think that's... Yeah. I mean, I really, I really say hopefully it's not. Hopefully when we do get the hands on the game, people, uh, they start to grasp the mode and understand it a lot more and become a lot more... Yeah. You know, they they realize what the mode is because right now it's it's in a very uh, well, it's in a very vulnerable state. That's the that's the thing though. Community wise, it, it could it, be a very it, strong mode. We just, it just yeah, isn't showing it, correctly. It's in a vulnerable state, but maybe when people play it worldwide, everything will change. That's what I'm hoping to see as of next week. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked if today or Monday they say, "Hey, by the way, DMC is delayed an extra like month or a couple." I wouldn't be shocked. But when you look at the leak that it's been development for so many years, but you're and you see the showcase and you're like, "Has it though?" Because the gameplay looks rich. It definitely looks... It's a different story from, like, what Outbreak was at launch, where it was bare bones, and then it got better over time. The mode doesn't look bare... DMZ doesn't look bare bones. It's just the problem is the end game stuff, as we'll get into in a second. But seeing Tarkov players give it a shot, but then they put out things like Tarkov is safe. DMZ reminds me of more of a hazard zone, Battlefield 2042. I... No disrespect. I respect I respect Tarkov creators for, for trying something new out with Call of Duty. Much love. But I get a, a slight feeling right here in my chest that it's Cope, because Tarkov is... Not casual at all. Only It's only for really for hardcores. It's not free to play. And it's not available on consoles. It's PC only. DMZ has those three things. It immediately dethrones Tarkov in terms of player count. Instantly. It, it, literally instantly. I'm not saying that one game is better than the other. That's subjective. But in terms of player count, DMZ already has it in the bag with all three of those things. Even if the mode fucking sucks. Long term. <laughs> yeah. it, it, it already is this high above Tarkov instantly. So... No disrespect. Tarkov people might not, might not have liked it, but what I don't expect either is like, oh, Tarkov creators played it the other day, and they're going to be like, okay, guys, I have this freaking crazy audience on Twitch. I'm a crazy, you know, creator with, with, with you know, super successful. I'm going to transition to DMZ now. Tarkov is done on my channel. I don't expect them to do that. I expect them to probably try it many times more as it gets updates, but I don't think that the event they went to the other day was supposed to like drastically transition their content from one thing to another uh, that's not going to be the case and I, I wouldn't expect them to do that that's like that's like me getting flown out to play some other game that's like cod and then me liking it so much or or, or whatever to a point where i'm like you know what guys 
I've gotten, you know, 100k subs through Call of Duty. I'm just going to transition to this other game. Like, I'm, I, I, unless I just don't care about content, I can't see myself pretty much killing my, my audience or my channel by doing that transition. I don't see that. So maybe that Tarkov stuff is cope. But, um, the issue I have at the end of the day to wrap this up, and I'm sure Fajardi will add to this real quickly. The problem is the end game, the, the lack of an economy. You know what the shocking thing is? There, there actually might be an economy in war in DMZ that we don't know about because the showcase was so strange. You know what I mean? There might be, and also we haven't gotten the blog yet for DMZ either. Like you can see mm -hmm. at the menu when people are spawning in, there's there's missions that you spawn in with, all these missions. But what are the rewards for them? Is it XP? Is is, is you know what is it? We don't know. We we literally don't know what the 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 economy really is for the mode. I think the most we got to see was some objectives being done. They were brand new. We haven't seen before. And then seeing, you know, taking items around the environment and selling them for cash to then buy gear and all that other shit. That's the most I think we know. I feel like there's so much that we don't know and I'm cool with that. But I think it was a great tweet from Maverick who talked about the campaign mission alone with the crafting system, with, you know, uh, maneuvering around your environment, avoiding AI. He thought we were going to get more of that in DMZ. And we still could get that. That might already be in the mode. We just don't know it because we haven't played it. But that might also be something well, for is, raids that we don't know about yet. I think right now you can you can really play DMZ like alone, but I don't think anyone would have done that in the streams yesterday. Uh, right. A few, a few days ago. Because you can take the stealth route. You can sure. um, try sure. to avoid everything at all costs, but we didn't really see that. Um, so it all comes down to a play style thing like Outbreak. Yes. So. Yes, and I think the, sandbox the big, moment. Sandbox moment. The biggest thing from that too that no, also nobody's talked about. Fajardi pointed this out last night, and I almost forgot. Nobody showed the assimilation feature, which is essentially the fact yeah. that this is a PvPVE mode, right? You're in a lobby with I don't know how many squads. There's about 40, 50 people in the in the match. There's multiple squads going. You have an option to kill those squads or work together with them. If you're like, wait, how do you work together with them? Proximity chat plays a role there. If you go up to other squad and you're like, hey, we're not gonna kill each other. Let's take on this hard objective as like this one big eight-man squad. Let's go do something like that. You can do that. You can choose to work with other people. So that PvPVE aspect is something that COD has never, ever really focused on before. And DMZ is the start of that. There was exactly zero showcase of that the other day. And I'm not saying that's a problem. I think that's something we're going to see more when we all get to play it, when there's more time to experiment. It's not like a four-hour play session. When we all get to play with a limited time, we'll be able to see something cool like that. So that's what I'm saying. Hold your horses with DMZ criticism because we've seen, I feel like, a, a fraction, a pinch of what it's about. And we got to see that pinch through the, through, through the lens of Warzone sweats that are likely never going to touch DMZ ever. And also... Uh, Tarkov creators who I agree should have been there but those are the people that I don't think are going to be like in love with COD. <laughs> They're not going to abandon Tarkov because of DMZ and it's exactly an outbreak situation with people playing it wrong, looking at it through the wrong scope and playing and wrong. I, I mean yeah, I, I, it sounds bad to say I'm, I, I don't mean to say that there's an there's objective way to play any game but there is a, a certain style DMZ is going for that isn't at all like multiplayer in Warzone and we don't really know much about that yet. Um, mm. that's what, that's what I'll end that yeah. off. I, th I think that touched everything yeah. on DMZ. And then, yeah, the last thing I'll say about DMZ is, you know, I have very high hopes for the mode. I've, I've liked what I've seen so far, but I absolutely I do not like the, uh, the community reception to it so far. I don't either. Just be, I, just I, because I, of the, uh, the, how little we still know and how confusing I, it still all is. I, 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 I agree. I agree. Um, I'm going to say chat, 
the positivity and the love has been so strong the past, you know, I say for the, for the sake of time here, we're going to skip who are these people this week. I want to go into something else instead. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think this is important as well. Last topic? Yeah, we'll make it the last topic. Uh, actually, two more, but the, the, one of them is very quick. Warzone Caldera. <laughs> the, the, this one is, I think, it, it, it's crazy seeing it officially confirmed because obviously it was leaked out weeks ago, but people were in denial about this. Yes, Warzone 1 is being renamed to Warzone Caldera. Rebirth and Fortress Keep are being removed on November 16th, but there's even more to that that I didn't expect. Warzone Warzone 1 servers, excuse me, are going offline for over 12 days. When Season 1 begins on the 16th of November, Warzone 1 will be offline. Mono for 19 will still be playable. That's not changing, but Warzone inside of MW19 will not be playable. It will return. Warzone 1 will return after Thanksgiving break with just Caldera. You can still use all your cosmetics from MW19, Cold War Vanguard, within Caldera. Caldera's not going anywhere. I'm sure LTMs will be rotated in and out for Caldera. Rebirth and Fortunes are going away permanently. No more resurgence. That is it. That is their big push to Warzone 2. From a business standpoint, I'm not saying to kill maps that just came out like Fortune's Keep, but what would you say about them from a business standpoint? That's probably the strongest push ever that we've seen from Activision uh, yeah. to the new thing. That is they're massive. Just, they're just pulling the plug. They they <laughs> they just want they just want everyone to be on Warzone 2.0. So they're just screw it, pulling the plug on yep. it, we'll let it flatline, let it die out. Um, in an attempt, a, a hopefully successful attempt to migrate everyone from Warzone right. to Warzone 2.0. Right. And then, I mean, it's just going to be Caldera after that. The player base is not going to be good because I oh, assume yeah, most people are on Rebirth or oh, yeah. Resurgence. We're, we're 100%. So, yeah, they, they know what they're doing. They're just trying to kill it. Yeah, <laughs> you, I mean, you flatline Warzone 1 and you revive it two weeks later, that's already bound to drastically change that player count. On top of the fact that Resurgence is gone, that's that, that's a double whammy right there for people that yep. still want to play Warzone 1. Um, that That is crazy. That shocked me. Even though we kind of knew that was going to happen, it still was shocking to see confirmation of it. It was just, it was weird. First comment on the, the Call of Duty tweet, I'm deleting that shit. <laughs> that's the first comment on... Uh, uh, on, on that confirmation, I, I find that I find that incredible. I mean, that's that's what's <laughs> happening. Hopefully, that makes things extremely clear for what is happening there, for what is happening to Warzone One. Last topic, though. Last topic. I find this really crazy. Nobody's really discussed this, which I'm really surprised about, and that is regarding zombies actually being canon into Modern Warfare Two, which could set up the mm-hmm. door, or which could set up the potential for zombies next year if the next game is a Modern Warfare 2 spinoff who knows how that'll work so the Rose bio confirms she left Shadow Company she is now part of a new group I guess on the good people side and it does mention in her bio the unseen forces that attacked Verdansk which obviously has to refer to the zombies that attacked it to where we nuked the entire map zombies confirmed you combine that with the leak that came out recently that round base and outbreak were at the main menu or, or one of the menus that was data mine for Modern Warfare 2. I, I'm going to assume that's not for actual Modern Warfare 2. I think the game next year, whatever it is, will be seamlessly integrated at the menu like Warzone 2 is. It just uses the same engine and technology. Therefore, you know, things kind of leaked over or bleeding over and people were seeing shit. Round base and outbreak might be coming to Modern Warfare 2 next year. Um, how do you feel about the canon, though? Do you, feel, do you feel like they're trying to clean up now what seems like a messy canon from the yeah. Warzone post-launch seasons? trying to fit zombies in there. I mean, it was Ghost Knows About Requiem, according to Intel from 2019. 
So yeah. zombies is is alive and well in the, in the Modern Warfare canon. It, it it very much is. So how do you feel about it's, that? Are you excited for like what what zombies could look like later on? It's it's definitely a cleanup. I mean, I'm pretty like it was everyone's biggest question that everyone had. Like, was this even real? Like, it was it was just haunting of her dance. Like, what? <laughs> was it a, was it a dream? So, do trust me. <laughs> yeah. So I yeah. think I think it's cool. I think hopefully they go back and, and do a little bit more of that um, with like Cold War stuff. And Verdansky 84, and like, was it like all in Adler's mind? Yeah, that type of shit is cool. I like that. I think that I think that's awesome. I think that's awesome. I uh, yeah, but that that came out, and I'm like, I'm surprised nobody, like, even zombie channels, they didn't really talk about that. I'm like, is zombies mm-hmm. practically zombies canon confirmed? I mean, it was it was poetic. Our last stream where we played Rebirth was it was Rebirth of the Dead. I'm like, oh, that's that's pretty cool. I, I'm debating like I should I should probably find some time maybe on this maybe this weekend or just play Fortunes and Rebirth one more time. Um, before they get completely removed, but yeah, I mean, zombies has a bright future. Everything we talked about with DMZ and everything that we've seen so far about DMZ, I can't even imagine how that's going to all be translated into what could be an Outbreak 2.0 eventually. Like, seeing PvPVE, having multiple squads in one space at once, doing Outbreak-like things, but then having the ability to kill each other, or to team up, or to do... I, I can't even imagine how Treyarch could turn this new innovation for the series into a zombies twist. Because you bet your ass they're doing it. Round base ain't going anywhere. We already know that. It's never going anywhere. Devs confirmed it. But I can't even imagine a Black Ops twist on all the really cool things we're seeing right now with Modern Warfare 2. Or just COD 2.0 mm. in general. It is beautiful. But with that, we will definitely save a discussion on raids and spec ops for next week. I think that's reasonable. Next week, we'll be discussing, obviously, Season 1, a bit of a review. Um, and kind of talking more about our thoughts on Modern Warfare 2. But yeah, like I said, chat, this podcast usually happens every single Friday. Anywhere from like yeah, like twelve to one, two p.m. Central. That's usually when we start it. We had a couple of weeks off for many reasons. I was we were, I was traveling. Johnny was busy. We had the launch going on. A bunch of content we were producing. There's so much going on. But now that things are pretty much you know quieting down, we have a, a set schedule and uh, we got things intact. We covered everything. You know, podcast should resume every single Friday. But any last minute things in chat, definitely feel free to comment them. Anything else that we missed? Uh, do you want us to go over real quickly? Twitter suspended me, so it's kind of hard to do stuff on there. I'm sorry to hear that, Brody. Sorry to hear that. <laughs> But yeah, there's a lot to get through today. Um, definitely a lot to get through. I'm really happy that we had this discussion chat. It was it was a lot of fun. So Saturday or Sunday, uh, I'm, deb- I'm not sure which day yet this weekend. I'll be giving away a vault edition. I'll be doing a gameplay stream, open lobbies, giving away that copy. And then, uh, yeah, lots of videos. I got a video in the works coming out in a couple of hours from now. I'm going to see Black Panther tonight. Um, I somehow, I don't know how I got, don't ask me how I got tickets. I somehow did. Clearly, there wasn't a big demand for the sequel because tickets were still available. <laughs> it's been so crazy. I haven't had a chance to buy tickets, but finally got them today. Anything else, uh, Mr. Co-host? Any thoughts? Any concerns? Uh, nope. I think it just about does it. Just about wrap, wraps things up. Um, excuse, again, the audio issue from earlier, Chad. That was very weird. That is, it was a first for everything, as I always say. First, I couldn't, I couldn't hear him while you guys couldn't hear me. That is probably one of the worst audio mix-ups ever that you can have. Um, on top of... Uh, Obviously, random stream issues here and there, but I think all that's fine. Appreciate you guys have stuck around through those, you know, couple minutes of technical issues. And all a chat box also didn't work today, but that usually does work. That as it hasn't bugged out in a while. But with that being said, for those out there that want to watch other episodes of the podcast or future ones, we have the public bombshell playlist available here on the main channel. You can also listen to this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and a bunch of other major audio platforms of your choice. And with that being said, thank you guys so much for the support. We will see you guys in the next one. Peace out, everybody.